when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on episode 15 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. Uh, Episode 15 is brought to you by Audible. Our listeners get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when they visit www.audibletrial.com slash welcome home. That's www.audibletrial.com slash welcome home for your free audiobook and trial. I'm Tom. I'm here with Damon and uh, and Trevor's back. Welcome back, Trevor. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> it's been uh, been a crazy couple of weeks. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I kind of wish I had like a soundboard here where I could play like the uh, like the Kermit, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird not having you here last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I listened to you guys, and it sounded like you had a good time. But yeah, it uh, it, it was it was weird. I've, I've gotten really used to doing this, so uh, yeah, I, I did miss it, but I, I needed that day to recover because it, it, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot that we did, so. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I always know it's good to have that recovery day from Disney because it's it's a it's a it's not a sit back and relax vacation usually. So no, no, definitely not. Especially if you do it like if you go all out like you know a lot of us DVC people do, or you know some DVC people take it easy though too because they go so often. But um, I know we go hard when we go. So yeah, and I'll, I'll actually get into how that all played out for us. But uh, before we do that, I actually want to mention something that I'm working on here. Uh, so, um, outside of Disney, um, one of my other big passions is video games. I'm, I'm a big gamer and something that I've done for the last four years is, um, I, I've been working on a, uh, or I've been working with a program called extra life. What this is, is it's, it's gamers giving back to, uh, children's miracle network. So extra life is, uh, it's partnered with children's miracle network and around the world, uh, gamers everywhere on November 4th are going to be doing uh, 24-hour gaming marathons. And in my case, I'm going to be doing 25 hours because I'm actually honoring the fact that it's daylight savings time that day and we're we're getting an extra hour during the day. So I'm going to be playing video games for 25 hours on November 4th to help raise money for Children's Miracle Network. Specifically, um, I'm doing this to help my local children's hospitals so the alberta children's hospital in calgary and my reason for this is that um when my son was three uh we or actually when he was two he he was diagnosed with um one of his eyes was turned inward i can't remember the exact medical term anymore but one of his eyes was turned inward and when he was three we actually had to go to the children's hospital and have surgery done to to correct his uh his eye and just seeing how the children's hospital works with the kids, like, like all the, the people there 
that have helped him with rehabilitation and and the doctors and everything like they do really amazing work and this fundraiser is my way of trying to pay back for everything that they've done for my family so uh after this podcast airs i will be putting a link out for extra life i'll put a link to my page that me and my brother are running this year for the marathon and um if anybody wants to donate um feel free to donate to me if you don't want to donate to me and you want to donate to someone running for a local children's hospital in your area you can go through the extra life page to find uh to find a uh, or you can donate directly to them so that it'll go to uh, to Children's Miracle Network. Um, that's and, a, yeah, that's a great cause. I mean, that's that's a really cool thing that you're doing. So yeah, and, and even if you uh, even if you don't want to donate, um, in that in my page, there's also going to be a link to my stream. I'll be streaming on a, a platform called Twitch, which is for for game streaming. Um, so you will be able to actually watch. Uh, it'll be myself, my brother, my son will be joining us this year, and I have a friend of mine. So there'll be four of us sitting and playing video games for 25 hours and it includes uh i'm going to try and work in uh some of those old classic disney games that were on the nintendo um for for those that that like disney stuff and um, we also have a um a vr headset so we got an htc vive so you'll be able to see some vr gaming and whatnot so um i, I hope everybody who's listening i mean outside of disney um, if you want to watch something different or or whatever, um, please feel free to come and join me on the stream on November fourth. You got to play the old Sega Aladdin game. <laughs> oh yeah, actually that's a good idea. I'll, uh, I loved I'll, that game. I, I think I have game. a copy of that. So yeah, I'll I'll look into that for sure. I think it was Sega, right? It was. I yep. think it was Sega. Yeah. Yep, that was on Sega. Yeah, I loved that game. I used to play that game nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah, I'll 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 definitely if anybody else actually has any requests for games, I'll, I'll try my best to fill them too. So so anyone listening, if you if you want to see us playing a particular game, then throw it out in the comments and uh, and I'll look into it. Yeah, that's an awesome cause, and I appreciate you bringing it here because uh, you know everybody, if you can donate, uh, definitely do so because I know I will be, and uh, you know it's definitely a good cause. So so thanks for bringing that here, and and now you're going to hear a lot more from Trevor too because he's going to talk all about his trip because he just got back. Yes. So, wow. Um, okay. So that this trip, it's a lot of pressure um, on you today. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so this trip, it, it, it's funny when I, when I actually sat down and I thought about how this trip went, um, when, when I listened to, when I listened to how your trip was, Tom, and I listened to how Damon's trip was, uh, Tom was more on the side of, you know, uh, a more structured, like you, you had some planning to your trip and whatever, whereas Damon's trip was, um, very relaxed, ad hoc, kind of do whatever. And my trip actually ended up being right in between the both of yours, <laughs> mainly because I did a lot of planning up front, and then because of <laughs> yeah, and, and then because of the hurricane and having to reschedule everything, um, we we ended up winging a lot of it, which uh, it ended up it, it had its ups and its downs. I mean, it was it was great in that you know we were. Um, we didn't feel pressured to be running all over the place, uh, but at the same time, there there was a part of me that went, you know, are are we missing out by not doing these things? But then I also realized too, is yeah, you know, as DVC members, we are going to be back there again. So I, I kind of after a while just you know went with it and and all that. But um, again, you know, part of that was also the coming off of a ten year drought of not being there i'm so, sure it was a, a lot of new things a lot of different things right i mean even 10 oh, yeah. years at disney is like a, a, a an eternity you know 
Yeah. And I mean, so much has changed. Like, like there was a lot of things that I remembered that, you know, I, some of those comfort things that were familiar, you know, I, w- I was happy to get on the people mover again. Cause I, I just love, you know, cruising around Tomorrowland and seeing everything and, and that felt good. But then um, seeing how some of the, uh, like even just little details, like some of the, the the bits they've changed up in the park, the hub is way different from what I remember because oh, they yeah. now have those grassy areas and everything. Oh yeah, so, it's, it's beautiful too the way they did that. It's so it's just such a nice little space over there too. Yeah, absolutely. So so I was so glad to to see the same and the different stuff all blended together. Um, what else? Um, oh, so <laughs> the. Uh, as far as uh, um, new stuff goes, so we did get over into Animal Kingdom, and we did get to uh, get to Pandora. So I actually didn't go on Navi River Cruise though. Oh, at yeah. all? Wow. No. <laughs> Which I, I know it's surprising, but so so what? That's what David's new favorite ride. He's going to be very upset about this. <laughs> I know, but it, it's it's a, a guaranteed on the list for next time. But but here here's how it played out was. Um, I had managed to get a Navi River Cruise fast pass for like four o'clock in the afternoon. And when we were on the bus going to Magic or to Animal Kingdom, this was about the, the fourth day. And it, it's been the whole week we were down there. It was hot. We, um, we weren't used to the heat and there was no rain whatsoever the entire time we were there, which meant that it was like 40 degrees every day. And 40 took, degrees Celsius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 40 Celsius. Wait, yeah. I was going to say 40 is kind of cold. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I, I guess it was about 80 or 89 to 91, I yeah. guess, was about the, the temperature. And humid and humid, miserably Ex- humid. Exactly. So so that took us a little bit to get used to. By the time we got to, um, to Animal Kingdom, we had kind of figured out you – know, what we had stuck with with our original plan was, you know, we'll we'll go there in the morning and then we'll see how we're doing by the afternoon. And if we want to go back to the room and, and you know, chill out and cool off and then come back in the evening, um, we would do that. By, by the fourth day, we were like, no, we have to go back because I can't not be in the pool in the afternoon. It's just way too hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the morning, I was looking at the fast pass for, uh, for Navi River Cruise and it was about four o'clock and I was like, eh, that's, that's a little too early because then I, we felt kind of rushed to get back there and get to it. So as we were on the bus going to, to uh, Animal Kingdom, I was in my Disney experience and I was refreshing the app and all of a sudden a flight of passage fast pass popped up. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but it was for like two 30 in the afternoon and I was like, Okay. Uh, and so I, I said to, to my wife, I'm like, okay, you know, I know we didn't want to be here in the afternoon, but like, we, we got to do this. Like, yeah. We, I mean, you we, got, that's like a rare thing to just grab that uh, same day, you know? Yeah. So, so we grabbed it and then I kept, I kept refreshing it again. I, I just sat there with the app and I, like, I wasn't like obsessing over it, but as we were riding the bus, I was, you know, I kept hitting a refresh and then, um, I actually had, so I had the, I had the, 3.30. Yeah, it was 3.30 was the time. And then Flight of Passage again popped up at 5.30. So I switched it to 5.30 and I was like, okay, perfect, done. I'm not touching this. <laughs> wow. So we actually got, we did get on Flight, Flight of Passage, which I will say was, you know, I mean, I can't compare it to Navi River Cruise, so so I will, I will have that comparison for you next time we go. But it was 
one of the most amazing experiences I've had so far on a ride. Like yeah, it was, I, I felt that same way. I know Damon. Because you guys have never been to Universal, that's why. <laughs> I, I I love that. I think that ride's awesome. So you enjoyed it, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I was thrilled. Me and my son both had an awesome time on it. My wife, she didn't go on it because of the motion sickness and everything, but uh, um, she spent a lot of time looking around in Pandora and. And just, you know, taking in all those little details, like all, there's the cool, there's the plants and the animals and everything that, you know, that are spitting water and all that. Like it was oh, yeah. coming out of the pond and like spitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we enjoyed that. Um, did you enjoy yeah. the land? How did you feel about like the whole Pandora section? So we actually didn't spend a ton of time in Pandora because I mean, outside of the going for the, the fast pass, um, it was just even though it wasn't a very busy day at animal kingdom, it was packed in there. Like there was just so many people there and we ended up, uh, we, we took the other route and said, well, fine, if everybody's there, we're going to go over and hit all the other rides. So we actually got an ex- expedition Everest four times that day through wow. like, like I managed to book, uh, or it was, it, we got an anytime fast pass off of it because it was closed at like nine thirty in the morning. But then by the time we got to it, it was, it was open because we just, we we're like, well, it, they, it was closed down, you know, it might be temporary. We walked over there. They opened it up like 10 minutes later. So we did a, we did a, um, standby on that or we actually did two standbys on that. And then we came back later and used our fast pass to get on it again and then did another standby. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damon, what was your record for how many times you went on it? I think it was eight in a row. I was real sick though. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's it it it's a good ride, but it, it's hard on you. So, <laughs> did you do everything in Animal Kingdom? Like, did you do? Did you uh, check out um, the nighttime show, which is escaping me at the moment? Rivers of Light. Uh, no, we didn't stay for Rivers of Light. Um, and again, that was because, um, again, just how the how the day played out is we were we were really hot and tired by that point. So we we kind of gave up the evening stuff and just went back to the hotel and and chilled out so how was the um, hotel by the way I, w- I was curious how that worked out oh yeah um the hotel uh okay so first of all from a dvc standpoint i did get to see the build site for the riviera which right now is just a big pile of dirt yeah <laughs> but, they, they haven't actually built anything yet right <laughs> no it's they're they're all they're doing um Land they're doing grading and everything right now so it the the thing is is that i i got a good I got a good idea of where the resort is and what it's going to actually mean. And, and um, from where it is to Epcot and Hollywood studios, it's, it's a great position. So if, if you're wanting to spend a lot of your time at Epcot, that's actually going to be a very good resort for that because it's, it's very, very close. And I mean, the area is actually really nice. Like the whole area around Caribbean beach is beautiful. Um, and we were actually fairly lucky with our room bookings. So, uh, like I told you guys, we we had two two different bookings. Um, the first one, we ended up in Building Fifty One, which was actually right across the water from the main pool and the uh, the concession and everything. So, oh, so that's nice. So you didn't have to go too far for the pool then. Yeah. So so we were. It was nice because we were close within walking distance to to a lot of the stuff there. Um, getting to the buses though, it was 
it was pretty long and you know coming home at the end of the day <laughs> it, it was more your feet hurt and the, la- the only thing you want to do is take your shoes off and then lay on the bed <laughs> yeah it, it was a bit further walk than than we had necessarily wanted but um again you know we we did our best to manage our time with it um the second room we were in we ended up in trinidad south and that was because uh, i didn't tell my wife and my son this but i did book a pirate room and they loved it. They they thought it was it was amazing. But honestly, I'm glad that I didn't have it for the whole trip because, um, I mean, like like Damon, you said prior is that the it's a nice room, but it doesn't really justify the cost. I don't think for like a longer stay. It was good yeah. for a couple of nights. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a bed sheet and a boat shaped bed. Yeah. And and like it's I said, cool it, it to was do nice. Once. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and and I thought it worked out really good because it was it was at, at the end of our trip. Which, um, as far as talking about split stays go, we ended up spending six days in the one room and then two days in the other. Which, um, that's not the ideal way to do a split stay because we we also found too, you know, by day six we were like, okay, I don't want to pack up all my stuff knowing that I have to repack it again in two days. Which, um, that so that kind of. That stinks. <laughs> yeah, that, that that wasn't our favorite thing. But like I said, the pirate room was a great surprise for the family and they enjoyed it. And I was glad that we got to, you know, experience that. But now that we've done it, I'm not going to go back there again because also the location at Caribbean Beach, it's in Trinidad South is where all the pirate rooms are. And that, um, that area is not accessible to anything. Like it's nowhere near the pool. It doesn't have... Or it, I mean, it has its own pool, but again, getting to getting to the quick service and all that stuff, it does not. It, it's not ideal. It's far away. So, yeah. yeah, but whereas it was good for getting at, on the bus. <laughs> yeah, well, like whereas if when you stay at like DVC Polynesian, you're like next to the buses, you know, and right by the right by the quick service. So, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's a big difference. So, and I think I think it was good too because we. Uh, Again, because we didn't stay in a DVC room on a DVC property and because we've been gone for so long, um, we didn't have a good – or prior to this, we didn't have a good point of reference for the difference between you know DVC and not DVC. And I think when we go on our next trip in May, we're really going to be able to look at it and say, okay, you know, I, I can see where the benefits are of having our DVC room. So so I'm, I'm looking forward to that as a, as a comparison. Yeah, that'll be good because you can really kind of compare the two and just, you know, and really see the, the difference. Because that's, I mean, Caribbean's a moderate, right? So yeah. you're talking a moderate to a deluxe. You know, there is a difference there, um, you know, as far as amenities go and pools and things like that. So Moderates are pretty Absolutely. much, they should be just erased off of the plan. <laughs> they're, they're a waste of money from both aspects. I mean, either you go deluxe or you go. That, if You know what? It's funny. When people ask me about Disney, that's the first thing I tell them. I think that's probably ignore moderate. Most, ignore moderate, because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you can't, if you don't want to listen, if you don't want to afford to pay the deluxe, which is fine, then just go the value. the The, the moderate does not bring anything really to the table. Yeah, and and especially with the, with the state Caribbean beaches in right now, like like I said that to my even wife, before you know, it was in that state, it's the same feeling. At least to me, to, it was. To be fair, I I don't know what it was like before. So, I mean, all I can go off of is what I saw when I was there is that, yeah, for for what was actually available, if we could have found space at um, like one of the all-stars resorts or something, I probably would have rather 
have done that just to save a little bit of money. But again, I, you know, for the for the one time experience, it was fine. Whether or not I'll go back there again, eh, it would probably take another hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I have to ask too: uh, How were the your Star Wars dessert party and like the other extra things that you had booked? How were those? Oh, okay. Um, so on paper, when I when I did the planning for this and when I rebooked everything, um, so what what happened was. We had the Halloween party on Sunday, and we also had the uh, Hallowishes dessert party. And then Monday night, we had the Star Wars dessert party. Um, that sounds really good on paper, except doing back-to-back dessert parties is a lot. Like, <laughs> like we were we enjoyed both of them. At, like the 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 type of food they had was really good. Like they had uh, at the Star Wars dessert party, they had these truffles that were dipped in liquid nitrogen. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so it was like a hazelnut truffle, and it was it was frozen but warm on the inside, and yeah, it was so oh, wow. good. What did um, you think of the show itself? Did you enjoy the actual the fireworks and projection show? I did. It was uh, so. I, I the again the problem was is that we had just watched Hollow Wishes the night before, so um, the Star Wars thing is the fireworks are not as grand. It, it's more of a projection show, and the projections were awesome. The way they did it across. Uh, all of the buildings, like in front of the, the Chinese theater, it was really great. Everything was really nicely timed, and the fact that we had a designated viewing area where we actually we actually had space in front of us, like that, yeah, like awesome. there was there was nobody standing around, and and we were you know comfortable, happy watching it and everything. Um, I really liked the uh, those fireworks, but um, I honestly if. If I wasn't doing the dessert party, I don't know if I would have stand around, would have chosen to stand around for that because the area is actually pretty cramped. It's pretty like, small. It's a yeah. tough area to be in. Yeah. So, um, that, and that, and I can see why definitely the Star Wars dessert party is one that's worth it, and that I would, I would consider doing something like that again. So did you? Um, yeah, and that's that's cool. So how was how was the Halloween party? Did you enjoy doing Mickey's Not So Scary? Yeah, we. Uh, um, we I was took anxious the... to hear your review after you know we talked about it on the show before you left, and then you know Damon talked about his experiences there. I was anxious to see how you felt about it. <laughs> so we we took a, a little bit of a different approach in that we kind of did a, a divide and conquer thing. So um, as far as the rides went, um, like getting on Space Mountain and stuff, my wife doesn't do Space Mountain anymore. She can't because she gets motion sick. So so. When when the Halloween party started, we we went and did a whole bunch of rides because like the wait time on Space Mountain was down to like fifteen minutes, and we were going on it. And my wife was like, "Well, I'm just gonna you know hang out in Tomorrowland and I'll wait for you guys." And so what she ended up doing was she went and bought one of the uh, she got a hold of one of the pumpkin popcorn buckets. So she was you know eating popcorn the whole time, and she just kept going through the candy lines. So nice. So, so you didn't even well, have to wait in those. You just she went and did it for you. Yeah, because because <laughs> she was happy. Like she was going around and checking out people's costumes and all that kind of stuff. And so I took my son on the rides, and then we came out, and she had this big bag of candy, and we were like, "All right." So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of people posting pictures of an insane amount of candy from those events. Did you get oh, a lot yeah. of candy? <laughs> yeah, she she figured out that certain people give out more candy is what she found there there was a couple of people that were they weren't stingy but like you know they're like here's like your your 
like five pieces or whatever. And then she figured out, I, I think she said the lady's name was like Dorothy or something. She was giving like a handful every time. So like Jen just kept going back and, and awesome. uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it was good. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we got the trick or treating done. We, uh, we got to do the rides. And then by the time we got through all of that, um, the dessert party was coming up. So then we went over to the dessert party, which it starts about, um, it's about an hour before the actual fireworks. So we went in there and they had this amazing spread of, um, like cupcakes and cookies and all these different desserts. And then they had a juice bar where there was like, there was, there was blood. Of course, everything was all Halloween themed. So it was like blood orange juice and, and like, green lemonade and stuff like that and so so we we went and got a whole bunch of sugary stuff and then sat down (laughs) (laughs) just get all sugared up and yeah sugar high yeah Yeah, and so so we were sitting on the the tomorrowland terrace which um again that that was really nice because um so we or actually yeah sorry before that we we watched the uh the sanderson sisters show which um uh, we watched the the first one, which if I had to do it again, I would I would have actually waited for the later one because there was just way too many people at the early one, and I, and I knew that, but we kind of said, eh, you know, we're we're near the hub, let's let's just go and watch it anyway. So we watched that. We went back, sat down, and then we got to watch Hallowishes from sitting on the uh, the terrace at a table, which. I've I've not seen fireworks like that even at Disney before. Like it was, uh, they were everywhere, and <laughs> yeah. I wonder, it, I wonder how similar Hollow Wishes is to to Happily Ever After in that respect. Yeah, you see, and the thing is, I haven't watched Happily Ever After yet because we just um, it just didn't work out that we were back at Magic Kingdom in an evening to watch the fireworks. Mm, So um, that, that'll be something for next time. Like this was the other thing too, is we kind of saved, like we, we didn't want to do everything this trip because we know we're coming back again. And so we didn't feel that we had to, to go and check out all the fireworks shows at one go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, cause I mean like uh, um, happily ever after like has a crazy amount of fireworks. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're coming out of the castle. They're all over the place. It's, it's, I couldn't believe it when I saw how many fireworks they had on that show. So it's crazy. Well, it sounds like, yeah, Hollow Wishes is probably then on the same level. But like I said, I, I've not, because at Disneyland, they don't, <laughs> they don't do them everywhere. Like it's over the castle and that's it. And this was like, you know, my entire field of view was fireworks. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing how yeah. much they shoot off there. Yeah, so so we were we were super thrilled with that, and then we, uh, um, one of the cast members had said to us earlier as well as you know, for the parade, you're better off staying for the one after, the after the fireworks because that one's always less busy than than the first one. So, again, that's what we did is we we avoided the first parade, we watched the second one, which we absolutely loved. Like that's that that parade is up there for me with um, Paint the Night. It's oh wow. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic parade. I loved, I loved the grave diggers and and all of that stuff was just so much fun. And we also got, we actually were standing just off of the uh, the sidewalk in the hub to watch it because there was room to do that. <laughs> yeah, 
which is why they added that space in the first place was for parade viewing and for fireworks viewing. So, which was smart. <laughs> yeah, and but if we had done the earlier parade, we wouldn't have been able to do that because it was absolutely packed in there. Just so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so it was uh, it was really uh, really good, really worth it. I'm I'm so glad that we did all that. Um, but I I wish that or next time we do it i will space it out throughout our trip a little better instead of having everything in like the first two days (laughs) you squeezed everything in the first two days and got really tired and then (laughs) right yeah and and because of that we uh we took uh like tuesday was our break day because of that because we knew we were doing all this stuff and then tuesday was we just kind of stayed at the hotel and chilled out and then the rest of the week was animal kingdom and epcot and hollywood studios it's so nice too, like when you're annual pass holder too, because you can, you know, you don't feel bad about like not going into the park till like one o'clock one day. It's not like you wasted a day of tickets, you know, it's, you can just kind of take a break, sleep in or whatever, and then show up whenever I, I like that. That's like a nice weird benefit of annual pass to me. Oh yeah, for sure. It was, it was very, um, yeah. Like we, we didn't feel bad about, you know, even being there for a couple of hours and then leaving. Cause we were like, eh, we already paid for this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, was there anything uh anything that stood out to you of new stuff from the last, from like the time that you've been uh that was, you know, you really loved that was new? Um and I also want to know too how your son reacted to it too because I know you were saying before you were trying to explain to him just the size of Disney World and it's hard to know until you see it, you know. <laughs> yeah, he uh <clears throat> he definitely uh understands it now and i I think it was a lot of sensory overload for him because i mean everything that i asked him about he was like that was awesome that was amazing and like it i i don't think he could name any one particular thing that was his above everything favorite um for myself i think the the things that stood out the most was um i had totally forgotten how the haunted mansion was laid out and it's so different than the Disneyland version. It is. Like, even though the rooms are the same and a lot of the uh, the theming is the same, it just I, – I was so thrown back by how bizarro it was. <laughs> like, like, like it, was, it was, you know, I'm used to, you know, you go up and then you turn and then you're into this hallway. And, but it wasn't that hallway. It was, like, the, the room with the stairs. And I was like, no, wait, that's – so I, I had to do that a couple of times to, to really wrap my head around it. Um, and I, I think for my son, that the couple of things that really got him that like we did, we didn't really even sell them a lot was um, he watched the Indiana Jones stunt show and he loved it. Like, and he, and again, it, the conversation through a lot of the trip was we were taking him to see the show. And so we're like, we sat down, we were waiting and he's like, this is boring. I want to go do something else. And I'm like, just, just wait, you know, just <laughs> trust me. And he was like, okay. And so then we sat there and then he watched the show and he was like, that was so good. And I'm like, are you going to trust me when I say, just wait from now on? And then he would be like, oh yeah. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, he's like, this is boring. I don't want to wait for this. And I'm like, just, <laughs> just trust me. Okay. <laughs> So what, what did you think of like some of the new rides that uh, have are just there since since you've been there, like Seven Dwarves and Frozen and, the, um, you know, that type of stuff? Uh, Seven Dwarves, I thought was it was good, but it wasn't my favorite roller coaster. I I will still go ride Big Thunder 
before I'll go ride Seven Dwarfs. It was, I don't know. I mean, it was nice, and and I loved the, uh, I loved how the cave was set up yeah, and everything. Yeah, the is great. The ride is boring. That's pretty yeah, much summed up. But it's it's just too fast. It like it, short really it, is what it is. Yeah, it, it didn't last long enough, and so I mean, we enjoyed it, but. Um, it's not my top priority to get a fast pass for. Um, Frozen Ever After, we couldn't get on because I couldn't get a fast pass for it. So, yeah. unless you rope drop that, you're pretty much SOL. Unless you, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and and that was the other thing too is with the time change, um, rope drop did not happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were dealing with uh, some time change there, trying to. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. That, and by the time you get used to it, you leave pretty much, right? Yeah, and, and the thing that actually made it worse too was that um, we had come in on uh, a red eye, so. Um, our first day there was basically just trying to recoup from the sleep we lost on traveling. And I, I think that kind of threw off the rest of the trip. So yeah, there was, there was no fast or there was no rope dropping anything. Um, instead of frozen ever after, actually the, the one thing that we did do that um, was redone was mission space. Oh yeah, and that's good. Cause I wanted to hear how that the new version is. So um, the, the, they they replaced all the footage with Gary Sinise and everything. It still feels the same. Like they they didn't overall change the the feeling of the ride. Um, keep in mind, I, I tried to convince my son to go on the orange one, but he kept telling me that he wasn't old enough to go on the orange one, and he just wanted to do the green. And then, so I, I was like, fine, you know, we'll just we'll do the green one. Um, it was the the green uh, the green mission is actually just flying around Earth, so it doesn't take you out to Mars or anything like that. It was actually really nice. I, I, I thought the green one, they did a really good job on it. And um, I would expect that the orange one has been, had similar updates done to it. So like, I mean, the, the visuals and everything seemed updated and, and not, um, it, it, it didn't look like it was wearing like it used to. Like even I remember when I went on before is that, you know, the, I mean, that was like 10 years ago, graphically, they couldn't do as much as they can do now with, uh, with CGI and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I liked it. My, my son thought it was great because, you know, it was a ride that had like 50 million buttons in it. So <laughs> that's the reason he, I like it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he got in there and he was just, you know, slamming buttons all over the place. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is good. <laughs> I drive my wife crazy. Cause I'll literally sit in that ride and pretend like I'm an actual astronaut and like pretend like I'm doing pre-flight checks and I'm like flipping, <laughs> flipping switches and, you know, saying ridiculous things. And she's like, would you stop already? <laughs> like, I should, I should get you and my son to sit next to each other because <laughs> you, you two would be perfect. Oh, I have yeah. so much fun flipping all those switches. I swear. I mean, I, I'm yeah. just, I'm a little kid at heart, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun, right? It's, yeah. uh, and, exactly. and and like I said, the the green one is uh, you don't. I mean, it moves a little bit, but it's not. You don't feel the uh, the G forces like you do on the orange one. So, he like I said, he was happy. We actually that one. We I don't think I ever saw a line for that ride. So it it was kind of a good. Um, it was a good sleeper hit because it meant that you know when we were. Um, like we, we waited for illuminations one night and it was like, you know, instead of trying to find other things to do, it was like, Hey, let's go on mission space three times in a row. So see like journey into imagination is always my like, Oh, you know what? We have nothing else to do. Why don't we go hit that up? And then we'll go to the lounge afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the other thing too, actually. So, so we, I did get us on journey of imagination on the last day we were there, but 
I was not able to get into the lounge because it just worked out that every day we were at Epcot, by the time we got over to that area, it was after 6 p.m., so the lounge was closed. Oh, so bummer. I, I, was a little, you know, I was a little bummed about that because I, I really wanted to go up there and check it out. But, uh, again, you know, something for us to look forward to for our next trip. Did so, you do Top of the World, or is that one for the next trip too? Uh, yeah, that'll be next trip as well because, nice. again, we, we didn't end up uh, – and I think um, we talked about this outside of the podcast is I also have not ridden the monorail. And so all of our listeners, you can shun me now if you want. <laughs> I just can't believe that. That's mind-blowing. And, and, but <laughs> you like could I legitimately said, it, say the same thing about Space Mountain though. <laughs> so we we all have our problems. <laughs> the monorail's ubiquitous. <laughs> but but here's the thing is that it, it was more a matter of function is that whenever we were leaving Magic Kingdom, we were getting on the bus to go back to Caribbean Beach. So we never had any reason to get on the monorail and go to go to one of the resorts. And and, it, and that was more so because, you know, by the time we were we were leaving Magic Kingdom, it was like the middle of the day, it was hot or it was the end of the day. So we didn't want to, you know, take the extra time to get on the monorail just to to do a loop and then get off again. See, my wife and I treat the treat the monorail like the people mover. Like we just go on that as a ride. <laughs> so, yeah, and and I'm sure you know once we get over to the poly and we actually like start using it, I'm sure we'll want to just you know get on it our, ourselves. But like I said, it just it just didn't work out that way. It it didn't. Uh, um, You've been on the Disneyland one, just not the Disney World one, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, I've been on the Disneyland monorail. I I have not been on the Disney World. They are very different, though. I know that for a fact. <laughs> there is something to be said for taking the monorail through the contemporary. It is kind of a cool thing when you do that for the first time, you know, or just even do it in general. It's just neat to go through a building like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I it, it is on my list. It will happen. Uh, <laughs> it, it just didn't happen this time. And I even, I actually tried to convince my wife and my son, cause we were, we were over in Epcot on like the second last day. And I'm like, like, let, you know, let's go to magic kingdom. And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, come on, you know, we can just get on the monorail. And she's like, I'm not, no, I'm not like going all over the place. I'm tired. I'm not going to magic kingdom just to take the monorail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, That's funny. so I was like, okay, fine. You know what? We'll leave it for now. Well, it sounds like you had a great yeah. trip. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, talk about other things? Um, anything else that stood out that you really loved I'm, or didn't love? I'm just trying to think if there's any other gotchas that I had picked up. I, I think I pretty much covered everything that, that we had learned. Um, and yeah, like I said, obviously Pandora was awesome. And um, yeah, nothing, nothing else really stands out to me right now. All in all, it was it was a good trip, and um, I am I am compiling a, a video of highlights that I usually do after my trips. So oh, um, when I when I get that done, um, I, so I've never been comfortable in the past with sharing things out to a larger audience like that. But I think maybe I'm I'll start doing that for the podcast. So uh, yeah, I'll just put blur your blur your face out. <laughs> yeah yeah okay just, that'll, okay, that'll okay. take twice as long <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah you know i i actually i think i do want to share it out because it, it was it was it's a long time coming and yeah i think uh, people might enjoy to see that so yeah that's great that's great so 
Um, yeah, so just uh, and and unfortunately, you just missed this, but you're going to be able to do it the next time we go. Uh, next time you go, I should say. Um, and we talked about this on a previous episode, and that this was in the works, and uh, it looks like it's finally going to uh, be coming out. And that is the uh, Star Wars VR experience. It's debuting at Disney Springs in Downtown Disney um, in uh, January 5th of 2018. So soon, really soon. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys get to look at the video of this? No, I haven't looked at the video. I was actually looking around in downtown Disney for any sign of this thing, but yeah, they don't have anything. So there's a yet. couple of videos out. Um, there's a video of actually the Star Wars portion of it, and then there's some videos that are kind of tech videos of some of the other places that they use this technology. It, it seems pretty interesting. The problem that I have is the the price point right now. I'm hoping that there's going to be package deals because it does not look like 15 minutes is going to cut it. Um, you know, so what they have is it looks like I said in a lot of the tech videos, there's grayed out walls and, and you're going to be putting on a headset. So instead of just having a headset where, you know, you don't really have to move or you're stuck in a little room, you're going to have a headset with some sort of gun and you're going to be able to kind of move around this kind of looks like a sheetrock maze, to be honest with you. And when you put the headset on, you know, it you know, kind of that augmented reality, virtual reality sort of thing going on with it. Um, it, it looks really good. I mean, I think that we'll do it when we go, but I'm just hoping, like I said, I don't think 15 minutes is going to be enough. So I'm hoping it's not, you know, hey, you get 15 minutes and then see you later. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be something where you can purchase more time. Like, hey, I'll take, uh, you know, 30 minutes for 60 bucks, even if there's not even a, a difference in price to be able to kind of finish it up. But I heard it's very mission based. So I don't know if it's going to be something where, you know, they're sticking to 15 minutes and that's going to be the mission. I think that's the kind of couple of things that are still up for grabs right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. $30 for 15 minutes does seem kind of steep when compared to other forms of entertainment. And I know, you know, they're trying to pay for the gear and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, I think yeah. I'll do it at that price. But I, again, what I would like is just I'm hoping that there's some other sort of packages. That would be great. Um, and usually do, they do that sort of stuff. So. Do we know for sure that it's only for 15 minutes? Because I saw they're selling it in 15-minute intervals. No, no, no. But that doesn't just, necessarily mean it's only 15 minutes. Correct. Right? It just matters and you know how they're going to base those missions. Because, see, the, the problem that I'm kind of having is, is that, okay, so let's just say they sell it in 15-minute intervals. Is it going to be... Something where it's like a video game where it's, you know, checkpoint based. Is it going to be something where, you know, you could be stuck in the first, you know, like, are they going to tap you on the shoulder after 15 minutes, no matter where you are? I think that's really the question that's up for debate is how are they going to parse those 15 minutes? By the So, by the way, I just went on their website. It does say it's a 30 minute experience. So. Oh, so so it's, 50, it's 15 minute intervals, but it says 30 minutes under it. So I'm guessing that's what that means. <laughs> so that you'll be able to kind of checkpoint it at 15 or finish it at 30. It just says it's a 30 minute experience on the website. That's all I'm seeing. Yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting how they handle that. I mean, unless they just have multiple corridors where they can send groups down and that's why they do it in 15 minute intervals, you know, or if there's like a little pre-show type of thing where they get people together and then they, you know, train them on what to do. And if that's part of the 30 minutes, I don't know. So, so this is what VR really is about is, is that, you know, that tactile kind of being in a video game. I mean, I'm sure Trevor and myself are quite well versed in, you know, current gaming VR as we speak, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's, it's not the same. I mean, being able to walk, I mean, e- even when you talk about having 
something, you know, like the Oculus, you know, where you have your room sensors, so you can kind of move around the room. This is a different experience. There is no tethering. You will fully be walking through corridors. I, I think that's what's going to make this experience a little different because, again, you know, seeing the CGI and the graphics of it, it doesn't look like it's going to blow you away. But again, I think it's more of being able to walk those corridors. I mean, in some of the videos, you see people reaching their hand out, you know, to kind of feel where the walls are sort of thing, because they just don't believe it. And I think that's what's going to make this an interesting experience. Uh, and yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, you know, seeing it on a flat screen versus standing in it is two totally different things. And I mean, when, when you're talking also, the like, this is Star Wars we're talking about. Like, just, you know, being able to stand in the base in Hoth. Like, that's all I keep seeing when I keep hearing about this is, you know, in the movie where they're running through the the corridors on the Hoth base, right? Yeah, it's definitely like, going to be um, a rail-based experience, right? But it's so different because, you know, when we talk yeah. about rails and how we're talking about something on a screen, I mean, it's going to be physical rails, but still rails nonetheless. So there, there'll be scenes that, again, that I think will be better for this experience. Mm-hmm. Right? No, so... I mean, I, I guess like you, I'll I'll probably look at this if it's. I'm hoping it'll still be around come May when we're there. And it does yeah, seem like I'll, a fairly permanent, not permanent, but at least going to be around for a while. And considering yeah. that they have other experiences, I mean, I saw one where they were in a forest. Um, again, not the Star Wars based one, but just you know some tech demos of the technology itself. I mean, I, I think they'll be around for a while. I mean, it's it's going to be like. Um, Disney Quest. I mean, that thing never died. How long did it take them for actually to close that thing down? Yeah, it's they're tearing it down as we speak. Yeah, and that was actually probably one of my best favorite experiences with like some sort of augmented, you know, reality sort of thing. I don't know if anyone ever got a chance to go over there, but the white water rafting where they had the paddles <laughs> and yes. on the bottom of them were like little spinners. So like when you actually push them along the floor, like, man, that thing was great. And I remember going to that like how long ago? I'm hoping this yeah. will be something that's ahead of its time, kind of like that was. It certainly looks like it. it I mean, it looks really cool. <laughs> and, I mean, th- theoretically, it could last forever because they could change it up. I mean, they could change the missions constantly if they wanted to. I mean, every six months, every year, they could do a, a whole different thing. And I think what it looks like is because the walls are so... You know, it would be like being in an office cubicle hallway. I think that they'll even be able to change those up a little bit which I think will make the experience different. I don't know if they will, but you know, it doesn't look like there's a lot of tech behind the walls. Yeah, I guess the the thing is is uh like or well, so for us we have um we have a local laser tag place and they they do this. I mean, I know it's laser tag and all that, but like yeah, about every like once a year they'll take the maze and they'll move everything around so that, you know, what what you're used to seeing or the, the roads you're used to taking are different and all that. And, that, and I can see, especially for this, is, you know, if they're, if they're delivering a completely different experience every time, they, those, those walls are just props that they can overlay with any number of, of scenes. So, yeah, yeah I, I can into, see, they can just, yeah, I can see that they, like, they start off with their one, and then if it's popular enough, it's, here's, you know, experience A, B, C kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, and that's exactly right. I, I think that's that's kind of probably what they're going to do. I mean, theoretically, they could do that with Toy Story, you know, Midway Mania, although they haven't really changed it too much since they started it. But uh, hopefully with this, you know, they could keep it fresh and keep changing it every six months. You just, or, you know. What could they do with Toy Story Mania? They can change the games up. 
You mean just the order of the the screens? Well, no, they could just make them no, different the actual games. games. Yeah. Wait, th- so the the ride and its rails? You're saying they can change? No, no, no. I mean, just like when you actually go to the game, instead of it being like a barnyard scene, it could be a scene from you know Toy Story Four that's going to correct. Come out. They could yeah. just change the screen. Or- Exactly. Star Wars as well, right? Correct. Yeah, you're not Star talking Tours. about changing yeah. the ride. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, I'm just talking about the actual like games that you play when you're on mm-hmm. that ride. Yeah. Which they haven't done yet. You know, they when they brought that out, they were like, oh, well, we can change it at any time and update it. And they really haven't. So, <laughs> but I'm a, Well, there hasn't really been other story, Toy Story that's, since. I mean, when Toy Story 4 <laughs> comes out, I, I fully assume that they're going to add Toy Story 4. I think once the new land comes out, they'll probably do something. That's, that's true, that's too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because what scene is really from Toy Story 3? Um, I think the volcano scene has the uh, the, dinosaur. the dinosaur from Toy Story three. Gotcha. I think, but I think that's it. There's not really a scene yeah. from it, right? It's just characters from it. Yeah, and it, is, is Lots in there? I don't remember if Lots is in any of the scenes. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Um, you could do a, a fun thing where you just shoot at him, though. <laughs> I just I'd like to throw some throw some things at him. That would be fun. <laughs> Actually, you know what they should do. And if Disney's listening and they steal this idea, you need to hire me. Um, you do a game with Lotso, but you make it you know that you shoot bugs at him because you know he's attached to the front of the uh, uh, the front of the garbage <laughs> truck at the end. So the you, yeah, so you're shooting bugs at him. That's what you should do. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that fits with the actual what? theme of what? Toy Story. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm excited about this. I think it's cool. I, I mean, theoretically, they could keep this space as that and then not even do Star Wars with it. They could do other things. They could do other immersive environments, too. I mean, could you imagine, like, they could do a Marvel thing with that, maybe even. Um, I don't know if that. <laughs> I was gonna say Frozen. Cause... <laughs> could do Frozen, yeah. But can you imagine if you could do if they could do a Marvel thing with that? Where? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, they could easily do that, and I mean, if they're allowed to do that as part of the contract, because it's not really a ride. But who knows with that contract? You know that that that's out there where Universal has the rights to those things. But um, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the possibilities I... are endless. Yeah, let, let, let's get let's get past the the initial like the first, the first this, trial of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I mean I'm like I said I I think Damon and I are probably going to go try it here regardless, and I I, I think that this initial trial period with them will kind of determine if they expand it or not. But also the problem too is that it is actually a third party that's doing it and not disney although it seems they're working very closely I with disney think on disney it disney invested a ton of money in that company i think they own part of it oh okay so i mean if that's the case then yeah they they'll keep pushing it forward as much as they see fit but i i mean my only my only concern is that you know when you get third parties involved that's when things fall apart unfortunately is that you know they could they you have a really good collaboration and then they go back and then Especially There's something a, that's a, on the cutting edge like this, you know, that's like yeah. that kind of stuff goes belly up all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I do really hope that this turns out well. Although, if, I, yeah, I mean, if they did go belly up, you could think Disney could just buy the technology from them. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they have their own version of this somewhere, whether they admit it or not. I mean, Disney's always looking at innovative stuff so well and that brings me to our next topic (laughs) and that's the free roaming (laughs) droids that are walking around the parks right now not walking i should say rolling because they're not like you know uh actually upright walking um but so i I don't know if you guys watched the video of this um 
but I thought this was pretty cool. This is not the first time they've done this, by the way. This They were doing this either earlier in the year or late last year where they have uh, just a droid-type character just wandering around Disneyland with no cast member. Uh, well, there's a cast member. They're just dressed as a tourist. Not in view. Yeah, or, well, yeah. I, I read that they were like an undercover cast member just kind of dressed as a tourist walking around. But, <laughs> but who knows if that's true? I don't know. But um, I think this is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think it's neat. Um, and obviously this is in preparation for Star Wars land, right? I mean, sorry, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Should we use the proper term for this? Is, will it ever be called Galaxy's no. Edge or will everyone just call it Star Wars land? I mean, Cause... I'm always going to call, call it Star Wars land. I don't care about the official name for it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't know. Unless something really changes my take on it in the movie. Like, like why? Well, I don't know why I would call it Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much of a mouthful. It's so much easier to just say Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows what you're talking about, right? Exactly. It's exactly right. Yeah. But I, I did you check out the video of this? Either one of you guys? Because it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think I've seen the most recent one. I've seen other videos of some of these droids before. Same as me. I haven't seen the most recent ones. Yeah. Well, so what? Or what makes this different? Is it so? Is this um, this is like push two point right? Yeah, kind so. of. Except I, I don't think there's an actual operator for it. I think it's actually just kind of free roaming. Um, it like, I, and I don't want to compare it to it's this. It's like but, a Roomba. I was just gonna say it's yeah. like a Roomba. I was literally <laughs> just gonna say that it's you know it just bumps into something and then it turns a little bit and it, you know. But I also think it you know beeps and boops and interacts with guests as well. It, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, I don't know if you guys remember uh, was it Lucky the dinosaur that years ago that was at Animal Kingdom that is I don't know what happened to him that was like a dinosaur that walked around and like it was almost with dead dinosaur was it like sick or something or no 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 it was no, just. No. He was. He would just interact with guests, and I think his name was Lucky. I could be making. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, no, him. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking Universal. Sorry. Yeah, the, he was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah, he was. And there was. He was like a half puppet, half like animatronic that just operated on its own. Yeah, and the, like the guy was standing like right there with it. Yeah, but then like, the guy was, was like was talking clear, to it. But, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, and I, oh, this almost feels like like the next level of this where it's just kind of operating on its own walking around because I was thinking to myself you know when Disney was like oh yeah there's going to be droids just free roaming around Galaxy's Edge I'm like how are they going to do that because you know the guests that are at Disney sometimes don't exactly treat everything the nicest way and even in this video there's a kid just pushing this thing and you know (laughs) jumping up on it and I'm just Mm -hmm. like these things are going to break every five minutes (laughs) because people are just going to abuse them like I don't know but I think it's cool nonetheless yeah, I, I get the feeling that, uh, you know, they'll have this initial trial with, you know, the durable version. And I'm sure that they think that they've, <laughs> they've you know, reinforced these things enough to take a beating. And then they'll get them out in the wild and <laughs> find out what people can actually do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no, you can't, there's only so durable you can make it for the guests, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see it going back to like Lucky though, where you know it it'll be like a an escorted kind of thing. And actually, we even so we saw it wasn't a droid, or we we saw a robot when we were there, and I can't remember his name now, but it was so it it was it wasn't or it, it like it was a robot on wheels, um, but it was it was very clearly like a a costume, and I can't remember the name of the. the oh yeah. Um... Yeah, it's a new thing. Is it I can? I can? No. Yeah, I Is yeah, I can yeah, or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, we saw him and I mean it was it it 
that was a very cool interaction because you know he could he could actually talk like he was having conversations and stuff because you know as a as a, a robot he he could have that kind of interaction and i think i can see these kind of things going back more to that places you know not not being completely independent and just wandering around because at some point even outside of you know people abusing the thing these robots are going to end up in a place where they're not supposed to be and it's going to end up causing a problem or someone's going to trip over it or something so yeah and and truthfully they could probably pull it off with having an attendant there because they could just have somebody dressed up like they're supposed to be in star wars land and like they own that droid right you know they could could, because you know the droids in star wars have owners right so most of the time, but um, you know, they they could do it that way, where they have a cast member walking around dressed up like they belong in that land, and and kind of watching over the droid that they you know supposedly own. So I I could see that. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'd, I I think they, I think they want to push the the free roaming ones, but I, yeah, I I can't I can't see this working out good in the end <laughs> uh yeah i i kind of am with you on that i'm hoping that i'm wrong i'm hoping i'm wrong about that and i'm hoping I, I, you're I wrong think about that, that they're gonna have it knocked out I, I think that we'll see droids by the time galaxy's edge is open with no operators you know i mean everything can be remote so they're they're gonna yeah. all be gps at that point so i'm sure that they're gonna have some boundaries just like the roomba does set off an alert i think that they're gonna be without cast members i think they'll just be free roaming or maybe they'll actually just be driving them from somewhere i think they're gonna let them go i think that that's gonna be a big allure for this land is having 10 or so you know droids just out and about at all times i mean well well what i mean though is that i i think like the droids like they'll they'll be autonomous and that there won't be any cast member immediately supervising them but i don't see why they can't have these things on some kind of remote system where there's a guy sitting in a in a room somewhere you know, and these things have a camera and they can they can see, you know, what the robot's seeing and all that. And they're basically, you know, driving it and making sure that it has those interactions and everything. Uh, see, I don't I don't see it like that. I think that they'll have a guy in a room and they'll have cameras, but I think it will only be for issues. I think they'll be, you know, he'll be in a room with 10, you know, screens up and all right, this one's, you know, out of bounds, bring it back in. But other than that, I think they're shooting for robots that they don't have to do anything with. That just drive themselves around. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have the technology for it. That whole Ratatouille ride, the, the whole trackless system, they could technically use that. I mean, they could use that for robots. Why not, right? I mean, I know it's this is tremendously true. expensive, but <laughs> but they can also, you know, I mean, if a Roomba can, you know, if you can put up a little infrared sensor and a Roomba won't go into another room, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could figure something out for these things. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, um, so I saw, I, I wish I had actually brought this up earlier, but I saw um, um, a post on Reddit um, last week where somebody got curious about how the Wi-Fi worked in, uh, Ma- or not Magic Kingdom, but in Disneyland. And they, cause they said, you know, how is it that you guys have Wi-Fi here? But there, there's clearly never any Wi-Fi. Um, like there, you don't see the, you little... never actually see the routers anywhere. Yeah. And it turns out that it's actually their statues that they use. Really? So wait, they like built them into statues? Yeah. So yeah, the, the statues that look like they're, you know, stone statues are actually Wi-Fi antennas. Huh. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, Disney's good at hiding stuff like that. I, I, that's, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about this kind of stuff because there's so many applications for it that you can have. I mean, you know, it, it, what if they could even bring this to Toy Story Land where they had, you know, one of Andy's toys randomly walking around, you know, like the RC racer thing, just kind of driving around, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess I, guess I, I want to see how these things work in practice before I see how far they can actually push it because I... I I, I know you say, Damon, you think it's it's there, but I, I mean, unless they would have to do something really amazing with technology as I've seen it so far to actually get this thing so that it's flawless. We've cars and driving pizza to people's houses. I mean, I, I think that we could do robots. That's, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I guess to be fair, I haven't seen anything like that where I live. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, it's also... Yeah, a little bit of my location kind of affects my view on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, All right. So maybe we should move on from this because we have a lot of things to talk about today. Um, Mm -hmm. So in in news that is probably going to excite Damon because he was so upset about losing Universe of Energy. Now it's confirmed. And we talked about this on the last episode a little bit. Um, and it was just speculation at that point. And like literally the day after the episode came out, it was confirmed that the Guardians ride in Epcot is going to be a roller coaster. And they've confirmed that it's going to be a one of a kind roller coaster system. It's going to be something that's brand new. that's never been used before. And uh, I had sent you guys a link. Actually, last year, there was a pretty heavy rumor. Uh, and Disney had filed a patent for a uh, flying roller coaster that can be loaded vertically. So try to think of how this works um if i can explain this over the podcast if you haven't seen it where the ride would actually the ride vehicles would be would you'd be like kind of standing up right and you would have a platform and the platform would extend out and you would go and walk onto onto the train and you know so there'd be a platform for each car and then from that point the platforms would move away and it would actually take off from there so that's what the rumor is uh, that that um, this system is being built for this ride, and if that's true, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm looking at the diagram that you sent, yeah. and yeah, I, <laughs> you can see how that's what it, that's, it is, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's very confusing. Like you're right, is it this this, hasn't, this isn't anything we've seen so far? No, but yeah, that that could be a very cool. Uh, Huh. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. So if you look at the very bottom, like the bottom diagrams in that, you can kind of see how the platforms come out and like move up to the cars and how you get would get into it. Um, it looks like a kind of crazy idea. <laughs> so yeah, and and then it ends up being like a, a Superman coaster, which yeah, uh, yeah, that that totally fits with guardians i think well and and my my assumption is going to be that you know you're going to get on it it's and then it's not just going to be like you take off i'm assuming it's going to be kind of like they did guardians at uh you know the tower of terror where there's going to be you know some sort of screens in front of you when when it's interactive and you're taking off and then you know as you're going through the ride there's you know all sorts of uh, interactive things and screens and all that kind of stuff so uh, Damon, does this make you feel any better about 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 Universe of Energy going away? I know you're always looking no, that for area like, is, new that th- area is dead to me. <laughs> but you're always <laughs> saying you want more th- uh, like theme rides, like you know, th- not theme rides, uh, fast rides. Well, first, yeah, but not at the sacrifice no. of the current. And ride, actually, so. and I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, so to me, that's like that's again, we we went through this a little bit. That's not Epcot to me. That's not Disney to me. That's Marvel. So 
Eh, I don't really care either way at this point. But you see, but you won't go on it though at all. Of course I'll go on it. Okay, I mean, okay. I'll go on everything. I'm not I'm not like you guys. I have been on everything at Disney. So uh, I'll go on it, but I have no interest in it, really. I mean, again, it took away probably one of my favorite rides. Don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. But I'm sure the technology will be interesting. So for that, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty neat patent. And I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, this is not confirmed. I, this is just me connecting dots, um, you know, because uh, I don't even think any of the Disney sites I've seen have reported, you know, for sure that that's what this is going to be since this has been confirmed. Um, but I, I remembered this rumor from last year, and I remember that Disney had filed this patent for this specialty ride system and uh, that it was being tested out by their roller coaster vendor that they always work with. And uh, I, I just, it seemed to me like it makes sense that that's what they're going to go for at that, at that ride. So I also read too, that's going to be like a very long roller coaster, which will make you ha- also happy, Damon. Apparently it's going to be a really long ride. So there's also that. Yeah. It, I got to wonder too, cause he, you know, the other one that, uh, that you brought up was the uh, the swinging arm dark ride, yeah, right? Yeah, where so so the, yeah the other patent is uh, um, it, it's you know the the car is on an arm and then it's going through all the, these scenes like like tr- like moving through different scenes and but the arm is kind of guiding it through almost like a roller coaster but not quite but I got to wonder if maybe I feel like there there's a combination of these two things going on. Interesting. Because because with Guardians, like, it's not just going to be a roller coaster. They don't just want to say, "Hey, you know, this is Guardians," and then they put you on a roller coaster and you you do a, you do a lap around the track. There's going to be some visuals with it, right? And it seems like these, it, it seems like all these rides are kind of going back to the same thing, where they're they're trying to combine the simulator rides of. Um, so like what Universal has, which is the these very, you know, screen heavy visual rides, but they're they're trying to I think work those into the more traditional ride systems, I guess. So where you are actually, you know, moving through a room or you're moving through a scene, but then it, it's like hey, I said, that I, sounds I, just I can like see Harry them Potter. combining. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean so far Universal Harry Potter was they had direct involvement with the uh, um, the lady who wrote it when they did Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like like the, I, I don't treat that, that as a it, standard. J.K. Rowling, that's her name. yes, <laughs> yeah, that's her. I, I was drawing a blank, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the thing is, is I, I treat that as kind of the exception to the rule right now with Universal because everything else that they've done has not been like they they haven't stepped up to that level. It's well. I mean, yeah, those are, those so, are the two pretty much newest lands that they have, right? So yeah, they, they're the technology at those two lands is definitely higher than the rest of the park. There's no question about that. But it just seems to me like what they're explaining in the second patent seems very much just like what the Harry Potter Forbidden Journey is like. Um, <clears throat> well, that one is. I, the, I don't know. That one's more. That one's based on a. That's the one that is on the arm, right? That where it turns you around. It's on yeah, like the robotic I mean, arm. It is a robotic arm, but I mean, it could definitely simulate that swinging motion. I get you. So, I, I don't know. This, I mean, it will be interesting. I'm sure they'll have something that will be better just because it's newer. I mean, technology does do that. So, uh, I'm sure it will be better in that regard. 
But you were saying Spider-Man? Yeah, so this patent... But how, how do they get Spider-Man? I thought Spider-Man's still part of that deal. Well, so that's the question here. So it, it's if you look at... This is just a patent, right? So it's just... All it's talking about is a ride system that they've designed. And, and for those that haven't seen it, it's... It, imagine, like, a pendulum sitting on the bottom. Like, so the track is overhead... And there's like a there's seats on the bottom of this pendulum, and they can control the back and forth movement movement of the seats. Um, and then while you're going back and forth, it's also the the top part is bringing you on a track through like scenes. So it's almost like a dark ride, but then also has like you know the the kind of some theme ride, uh, not theme rides, uh, some throw ride elements to it, where it's you know the 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 arm's going to be yeah. moving while you're moving through these scenes. Um, and so in the patent, they actually mentioned. Uh, yeah, here's here's what the, I'll just read what it says in the patent. Our one goal in designing the ride system was to deliver an experience similar to what it would feel like to be with Tarzan, or similar to a character swinging between trees of a jungle on a vine, or with Spider-Man, or a similar character swinging on webs between buildings as you move down the streets of a city. So my maybe question it'll is, be Tarzan and on our coast and Spider-Man on the other. That's coast. kind of what I was. I, I can't see them <laughs> making a Tarzan ride because no one cares about Tarzan. Why not? <laughs> like, do you care? You, you haven't been in Tarzan's treehouse. <laughs> I have not. You're right. That's true. Um, you don't want to go in Tarzan's treehouse. It's a it's an abomination of the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. <laughs> uh, this also says, by the way, in the patent, this ride is intended to have a swinging sensation provided while also f- forward travel along a ride path in a direction of travel and for the swinging sensation to feel thrilling and fun. That actually says that in the patent. Um, my question is, so they're, they're building a Marvel land in Disneyland. Is is this the route they go? Is this a ride they're going to build for that? Or I mean, do we know? I, it's just weird to me they mentioned Spider-Man specifically in the patent, you know? That's that's a very good point, is that the the um, the agreement they have with Sony only prohibits them from doing anything on the East Coast. Exactly. So this could very well end up being a ride that gets put in in California Adventure in Marvel, whatever the new Marvel ride is. But there's no is. way that they would spend that much money on a new ride and not put it on the bigger park. So my guess is we'll see it in both places. Uh, but they did radiator springs, racers and cars land. Yeah. That's, that's not really a big deal. No one's clamoring to go to that though. That's so not true at all. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it's so, not a thrill ride, um, right? So you don't have people that are, that are looking oh, at no, radiator springs, racers is a thrill ride. Test track. Like, yeah. It's the same well, again. So then it's the same thing track. as test track. Then it doesn't matter. Right. So then what I'm saying is they're not going to put something that's a different ride type altogether. Again, you know, Radiator Springs is kind of like Test Track, close enough, good enough. Okay, so I get that. I don't see them putting their money out there and not doing something similar out here. They're just It's too much of a bigger park for that. Well, it, it may be that the system gets used in a similar yeah. ride, but I don't think it'll be Spider-Man. I would, I would agree. I don't think it can be, but I, I yeah. believe that they'll use that technology out here. You know, for all we know, that technology could be somewhere in Star Wars land galaxy's edge i don't think so either but it, it will be somewhere on the east coast as well there, i just don't think that that investment from a company standpoint right the investment to do something like that is probably so huge if they could utilize that again i'm sure that they will yeah and and the thing is is i mean anything that they're doing in in star wars land at this point it, it's already patented like because they're building right there there's no i don't way think that, that this is all we're going to get a star wars I think that we'll oh, no, have it, more well, outside of what the rides yeah, we see now. You're right. I mean, you're right. It, it, I guess, you know, in, in another 10 years, maybe we'll see something like this. But I 
I, I get the feeling this is part of like Disney clearly has a plan right now for how they're expanding things where I, I'm getting the impression like we went with on a lull for a long time where, you know, there wasn't a new land. There wasn't rides were not coming as fast as people would have necessarily liked, I guess. Well, yeah. And it seems, it, it seems that they're changing their, their, stance on this and you know we're getting toy story we're getting star wars we just got pandora like yeah it's hard, it's hard to say what'll come next i mean I, I don't know if it'll be expansion of existing stuff or maybe they'll somehow you know figure out how to do marvel land on the east coast but they'll finally add that mythical fifth gate that everyone's waiting for <laughs> yeah but but marvel land would be very censored on the on the east coast too right because they're like yeah, there, there's certain things that unless they figure out something with Sony, they're not going to use. They they, they have enough IP though outside yeah. of that that again, I wouldn't necessarily see that. You know, yeah, maybe I like Tarzan, but I, I get it right. So, but that's not to say that we don't also know the next ten movies coming, right? Because we we don't. True. So it could that's just true. be part of an IP that we haven't even seen yet. We don't know that, but you know, I and it does. It wouldn't surprise me for them to write an IP to fit that ride at the end of the day either, right? It could be something that could be kind of put in there to, to make it work for what they want to do on the East Coast. I, again, I just don't see Maybe. that investment being so big that they would sit it there. And who's to say it's even East Coast? We might see it over in Europe or someplace like that. But but they have to use it somewhere else. I don't see them using it in one spot. All right. So if this comes true, I'm going to go by myself like an amazing steak dinner at the contemporary. What if they use it for a Moana ride? <laughs> Interesting. They could do that. I was just thinking when you yeah. were talking Star Wars, I was thinking, uh, you know, being on like one of those like a uh, speeder things, you know, and going through the woods, they could do it. Like they could use mm-hmm. the technology for that too. You know? Yeah. Dodging yeah, trees. Yeah. Like and dodging stuff. trees, like going in and inside and outside of trees. Like that would be cool too. There's so many cool things they can do with this. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's, I mean, they've, there's been talk of a Moana ride in Adventureland. Um, although the talk was a volcano roller coaster, if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's not, let's, go let, <laughs> let's not go down that, that road. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bring us yeah. a lot of places there. Yeah. Yeah, we we have other things we, we really talk do. About. <laughs> we really do. There's a lot of things that, and you know, I'm sure most of you listening to this are like, "How come they haven't talked about the thing that's been on Facebook nonstop for the past two days yet?" We're going to get to it. <laughs> We're saving it for the end. David needs to save up his energy yep. for his outrage, so <laughs> we're we're getting there. Um, so just a couple rumor things we're going to throw out there. Um, you know, I, I that I thought were interesting. One is a crazy one, and I, I don't even know if this is true. Um, but I did you guys see this this article about this survey about uh, the the, yeah. the interactive features? Because I thought this was a great idea. All of the things that they put in here. So for those that don't know, they Disney just threw out a survey recently and asked if um, people would be interesting interested in uh, like interactive rooms. And I'll, I'll just really quickly read off what these things are. And I, I don't even know who would say no to this. Like, I feel like everyone would say yes to this. Right. Um, so the things would be a welcome sequence where the curtains open. So when you walk into your room, your curtains open, the lights turn on, music plays, a custom welcome message shows up on your TV, uh, your fast pass plans show up on the TV, 
um, a brief animated video featuring, you know, your favorite character welcomes you to the resort and it plays on the screen that looks like a picture frame. So basically they have a picture frame that looks like a picture. And then, you know, and they do this on the uh, on the cruise ships where they have, you know, the 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 pictures come alive. But they're talking about bringing this to rooms. And then they're also talking about immersive on-demand movies with choices based on your FastPass reservations. So color-changing light bulbs in the room and a projector would be used to create an experience in the room themed to each movie, um, which sounds really cool. Um, and I actually think that they've they filed some sort of patent having something to do with like uh, projectors. They're, they already have this out, though. Oh, they do. Um, yeah, good for your like you can buy it for your house, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know what sort of patent they would have to file. I don't know, point. but this is it's something where it's it's the interactive part of it where they kind of like somehow sync it to the movie. They already have that. Yeah, I've I haven't seen I so they have that for com- consumer use that you can buy. Yeah, I could ha- yeah I could have it now. So there's um. Well, so talking about adding are, that to the room. So yeah, so they have bulbs now that take in the lighting of the scene of the movie that you're watching. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just yeah. You know your lighting to match that, so it's the, the pretty much the same sort of thing we're talking about. For sure, uh, these next ones though too, I think are really cool, and I think it's a good idea. And, and I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, but some signs were put up recently on Main Street telling people that if you stand here, you're going to be uh, in a live video feed of the daytime parade because uh, Disney's going to start streaming the parades from the park live uh, parks, I should say, plural, uh, to Disney stores around the world, which I think is kind of cool. But in this case, they would be bringing those live video feeds of the park's nighttime spectaculars um, and the music uh, synchronized to your resort TV, which, I mean, I think that's actually a really great idea because like you were talking about, Trevor, you know, there's some nights where you're just you're like, oh, I would love to watch the fireworks, but I don't really want to go out. I'm tired, you know, <laughs> you, you know, this. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Who who would say no to this for for myself? Like. When we got back from our trip, I actually went and I found a YouTube channel that just had the uh, TV channel. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you turn on the the TV and it's just the the music playing and and you know park times and all that kind of stuff. I mean that that's that's what I wanted when I was there too. I wasn't like looking for whenever we we did have the TV on, we weren't ever looking for non Disney stuff. I like if if they could have had the uh any of the shows like I and and you know I think Damon you would also appreciate this too because you go to bed at like 8:30s you know I don't think so I I'm not I'm not good for this idea personally but but so you know instead of staying up late to watch the fireworks is you can actually fall asleep in your room watching the fireworks It's so lazy to me it, that's <laughs> it, all it is, it is. Really- it's so lazy <laughs> Like it, the park is right the f there, really. <laughs> like get out and go, and if you can't get out and go, then go another day. Like to me, this is this is that whole lazification of of everybody in general, and, and it's not something that I care for. <laughs> because hey, listen, I miss it because it's too late. Then I miss it. Okay, I'm all right with that. But to have it, it ruins the whole experience again. It's just everyone should just sit in their room. Then you know what I mean. That's me though. That's my. That's how I feel about it. Well, so for me, I, you know, I, I would use this if I had already watched the fireworks live because I, I'm, I'm kind of a purist with these things where like, I don't even really like to watch happily ever after from top of the world because I think it kind of ruins the experience because you don't see the projections. You don't see, you don't get the whole show. So for me, I, if I, I would like this just to have on in the background, maybe as I was getting ready to go to bed, if I was just, if it was a non fireworks night, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I would do this as a replacement to like actually going to the park and watching it. 
Oh, oh no, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with you guys there is, you know, like, like I told you even before our trip is that I, I basically put a boycott on watching, you know, things, Pandora, things regarding the, the fireworks and all of that stuff, because I wanted to see it live and I didn't want to spoil it for myself. But to, to Tom's point is, you know, I like same thing, you know, I'm getting ready for bed. I sometimes like to have something on in the background and if it happens to be, you know, the fireworks, I would be okay with that. I, think I would be okay adults, with watching a stream. I think for adults it's okay, but I think the problem is, is that as kids consume, right, especially audio and video, what at least that I find is, is that, you know, things become less special and things become less exciting because they've already seen it, right? So for me to say, oh gosh, don't watch that one because we're going to go see that two nights from now, I don't even want to deal with that hassle. Right to me, that ruins that part of it, and, and that's how I feel about it. Again, personally, as an adult, you, you know how I feel. I don't really care about the fireworks either way. If I saw it, it would probably turn it off on TV. But I think it's more for that experience for the kids. You know, you're, you're kind of ruining that, at least for them. Well, I guess maybe so. For my son, by the time we got back to the room and got him ready for bed, he never even watched TV because he was. He was dead tired and out cold anyway. So, but yeah, I guess you know if if you happen to be in the room in the middle of the day and you turn the TV on and there's a parade yeah. on, and I, I guess to, yeah. I mean I guess to your point when you were talking about like just that that channel that you know just shows the park times, we would turn that on in the morning and just have the music on in the background because we enjoyed the music and it kind of got us in the mood and got us ready to you know to go out to the park and mm-hmm. so I, that's kind of how I was viewing this. But I, I see your point though too, Damon. I, I kind of understand what you're saying by by saying that. I guess it's just for me as somebody who's seen all the shows and seen all of those, it wouldn't necessarily ruin it for me because I've seen them live, you know, it would just kind of be like another, it's almost to me like when I watch on, like when they live stream, you know, uh, happily ever after on, on, uh, on Disney parks blog, YouTube, like I've seen it already, but it's fun to check it out again. And, you know, even though I'm not there, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I get your point though. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I, I thought this was uh, some cool ideas. And the last one, too, was uh, having FastPass photos, not FastPass photos, but the, your um, like memory maker photos on your screen on your resort, too, which I think is a nice thing to have, too. So it just sounds like they want to make it more interactive and more hooked, hooked up with, you know, my Disney experience and some of the features. Of See, that. I, th- I think that's a good idea. I mean, if you're talking about showing photo passes in the room. You know, again, from a standpoint of money, that's awesome, right? That that works for them, right? Free advertising. But again, I also think that, see, that, that would be something I can get on board with, right? Reliving that the day, that day, right? Kind of yeah. re, re-simulating those feelings of, of fun. See, I see that as a good thing because it's not something you've already done. Like I said, you're not going to turn on the channel and be like, oh, crap, that's the picture that we're going to have tomorrow, right? Like, that, that, that's where the, the fireworks thing gets me. <laughs> I get you. Uh, the other stuff seems pretty cool to me, though. I think they'd be neat features for the rooms, and again, would would make the dis like the staying at a Disney resort stand out even more. Yeah, I mean that's like I said. You know, we we went to the theme room, and I mean, you like having a themed room is one thing, but having that next level theme room where you know, yeah, you walk into the room and it's very interactive and and all of that. Yeah, I. I I could see myself paying for something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so that's cool. So, uh, as we're, you know, kind of wrapping up here, uh, the last topic topic we're going to talk about is, is probably, uh, the most talked about Disney topic I've seen since the shampoo, uh, situation of three weeks ago. 
because um, <laughs> Disney fans tend to be outraged about something for a couple of weeks and then forget about it and move on to a new thing to be outraged about. But <laughs> um, so that is the uh, policy of uh, that dogs will now be allowed at certain Walt Disney World resorts starting on October 15th, which, um, you know, our podcast comes out on the 16th. So this will already be in place by the time you guys hear this. Um, but basically, uh, at select parts of uh, four hotels, although you can't really call four builders a hotel, right? So it's a campground. So let's say three hotels um, where you're going to be able to have your dog there um, up to two dogs per guest. There is an additional charge for this. So Art of Animation um, and um, Port Orleans Riverside are both going to be offering this and you have to pay $50 extra per night. Um, and then Yacht Club will also be doing it as well for $75 per night. They did. It seems kind of like they did uh, one of each category, right? So they did a value, a moderate, and a deluxe uh, for for these tests. Um, certain floors are going to, and sections of the hotel are going to be designated as dog friendly. Um, the majority of the hotel won't be. It's just this, you know, it's some part that they designate. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of rules that come with this, but this has been met with a whole lot of controversy as far as uh, this rolling out. And I know it's something that Damon is not happy about. So uh, I'd love to start with you, Damon, if you want to talk about it a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It makes me rethink DVC altogether. If I could get a refund, I would take my money at this point. I mean, that's how stupid I think this is. This could possibly be the stupidest decision that they've ever had in the existence of Disney. That's how bad I think this is his decision. Well, it's not at any DVC resorts, though. Uh, but again, I, want, I would rather just, I think as a decision from the company, I would rather just pull out at this point. That's Because uh, that's I think it's that bad. Me. I don't know. No, I, I it's don't... that stupid at this point, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many ways you could, that you could go. But what I find interesting is, and again, I understand that complainers usually yell the loudest. But what I've seen on social media is that this is being met by 80 to 90 percent of the people being against it, which I find crazy. So I don't know how they're going to gear this. I mean, people have been upset because, you know, they weren't told in, long enough in advance. People had trips planned already. You know, the allergies, the biting, the liability. But then what I did was I decided to crunch the numbers for them. And if you take one dog at Yacht Club in half the rooms for the whole year, it's eight million dollars. And I just don't think they care. And I think that's what hurts the worst. Because you're saying that people can have dogs, but they can't have any other animals. So what makes dogs the, the only animal? That's the, that's the first question that I would have. Why, why not other animals at that point? Well, I mean, I... Because I... they can train yeah. them better. What, what, how, is, how is a cat any worse than a dog? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I mean... I, I, I would say the allergies with cats are probably a lot worse. I'm not allergic but, to but, dogs, but I'm allergic to cats. But but that's not... So again, so if you're saying that allergies are bad for people with some animal, then they're, they're bad for other people with this same animal. So there's people out there that are as allergic to dogs as other people are to cats. But you also... How often do you see somebody with a cat on a leash? Like, But that's what I'm saying. Cats I, would actually I, I be think, easier. Well, no, because cats... Like, if they get out of the room, they free roam, they will go wherever. Well, true, but generally cats tend to... <sighs> cats don't seem as... People don't uh, typically travel with their cats. I don't know what my word is for it. Like, you know, like, that's... 
Yeah, because cats like, can kind of you could leave a cat in a house for like a week with food and a litter box, and they kind of take care of themselves. I, I feel like people kind of consider dogs a little more part of the family and kind of want to travel with them. Wow, you know what you, I mean? you said so. People consider dogs more part of the family. I think they do. No, I can't I wait for do. the emails for that one. No, they from can. All the I'm cat just, people. I'm, I'm being honest. Like I, I just don't. I, I see people take dogs dogs on vacation all the time that also have cats and they leave their cats at home. I mean that's that's true. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't explain the social dynamic that says why dogs over cats, but I don't think it's a social dynamic why Disney's doing it though. Yeah, you're right. It is I mean, the, this is clearly the, the reason they're doing it is that there was an ask for it. There, there's obviously was there an you know, ask for it or is it that, just extra money for it? See, I, I don't think it's about the money. Well, at all. If, if there's an ask, there's money yeah. for it. You, you and I so both if, know that. If, if, if it's not about money, then why upcharge? Well. I, no, it, no, that's what I'm saying. It is about money. Oh, you know, Tom, if, Tom if said no. Asking, I, I mean, curious. any hotel, there's oh. tons of pet-friendly hotels. I mean, I think Marriott, you can go to any Marriott and bring your pet Not there. any Marriott. Well, but they charge they, they charge a pet for pets, too. I mean, it's it's a pretty standard thing in the industry. It's not, I mean, there's like high, no high hotel. High-end hotels? See, think about that. that. That's where it gets a differentiation. Um, there, there may be a actually, few. Actually, I'm pretty sure those high-end hotels have clientele I'm that sure there's a few. will bring their dogs. And Those people can also they, afford to pay when their dog bites someone else. See, that's the biggest problem that I have with mm-hmm. it. Someone gets bit, this is over. And someone's going to get bit. There's no way that someone's not going to get bit or somebody else's dog is going to get bit. You know, dogs are going to walk by dogs. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys actually take your dogs to, let's say, a dog park. Right? So, so dog parks are crazy, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and we all have a story or know somebody whose dog got bit, person got bit, this, that, and the other thing. I think from the legal standpoint, that's going to be a nightmare for Disney. You know, two dogs walking down the hall, dog gets bit in the eye. What happens? Like, it's just a bad well, news, I think. That's where, like Tom said, there is a whole bunch of rules. And, but there's, there's no I rules mean, that say it, you can't pass another gonna, dog. But, but it, it's, no, but it's the same type of rules where, you know, you, you, when you go into the park, your park ticket says that you, you know, you take responsibility for yourself and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff because, you know, it keeps, you know, every time somebody trips and falls or whatever, it stops from Disney having to deal with a lawsuit. Although people still do those lawsuits, it'll be the same thing with the dogs. They will, they will, you know, make sure that they have all the legal when, when somebody trips and falls it. though it's not a black mark for disney right i mean that's just a, a, oh but people i don't know if you've seen some of the lawsuits people there's have a lot of frivolous disney lawsuits all kinds of crazy but that's stuff. what i'm saying so when you go through these frivolous lawsuits win or lose on their end you know if someone trips and falls and blames disney it's a little different for me you know because that's different than someone's dog think about it like this again so i'm assuming have it you guys know anyone that's been disfigured by a dog? Uh, no, not okay, personally. So here's my, my problem. Kids walking by a dog, dog bites him in the face, has to have plastic surgery. See, that, that's the problem. Those are the things that, that are a little different at a dog park, right? Because a dog park is not Disney. My kid's not going to have to walk by a dog at a dog park. I wouldn't necessarily personally take my kid to a dog park because I know how it is, right? But at that point, well, you, that's where these things are going to be a problem. Disney's been known as a, a safe place. Everyone feels comfortable. You feel relaxed. And I think that people that don't like dogs or even people that have their own dogs. Did you see some of the things that says you must be able to provide vaccination records? Right? They're not even mm-hmm. checking vaccination, yeah, vaccination records at check-in. They're saying you have to provide them in case there's an incident, right? 
oh, if I get bit by a dog and it has rabies and you can't provide those vaccination records, which I guarantee you not everyone is going to bring with them. I guarantee that. So then what happens? Well, hold on. I don't, I didn't read it that way because like when I go, when I take my dog to the groomer, I have to provide rabies vaccinations for him or they will not groom him. So the way I read it is that, date vaccination records must be available upon request. That's exactly how it reads, right? So that doesn't say you have to bring them. That's saying if they're required, like if something happens, you know, they must be available. Okay, fair enough. But again, th- this is also a trial too, so I don't all, expect all of Of course, the... but all it takes is the second day of the trial for some kid to be disfigured. See, that, that's why I'm looking at it like that. Well, so that's only one part of what I see wrong with this. The other one is the barking part, which so you have, what did they say, 30 minutes? First of all, I don't even know how that's going to work because there's some parks you can't even get back to in 30 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the first part of it. But this is a problem that, that I've witnessed firsthand, um, unfortunately, where we live. A dog gets up at 3 in the morning, barks once, wakes you up. There is no recourse to that, right? So now you're awake, but what can you really do? The, bar- the dog bark once, or sometimes it happens at 5 in the morning. Dog barks once. See, th- that's again, okay, well, depending on how, you know, you kind of interact with your sleep schedule, that can ruin vacations for people. Well, and what they're saying is even if it's one part of the area, a dog bark can go miles. It's going to, like I said, I don't agree with it in any sense of the word. So that's my opinion. I know you guys have differing opinions and that's what makes the show great. (laughs) But for me, I I want no part of this. And again, if I could seriously get my DVC money back, I think I would at this point and pull out. That just just seems like really like... Far it's to a go. horrible decision. No, but see, I mean, you feel it, like it's, it's a horrible decision. Disney. See, I've seen fifty-fifty on Facebook. I've seen tons nah. of people posting, and then I saw someone posted a poll. I saw was, you posting, trying to argue your point on posts where people were arguing with you. So there's no way I think it's and a fifty-fifty. No, there were there were a lot of people also in favor of this there too. I I just not fifty-fifty. I, I don't agree with. I that. mean, I, I'm just telling you what I've I observed on my Facebook wall, but. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people really excited about it, uh, you know, and, and being able to bring their dog there. So. There's also no dog weight limit. So you want a great Dane walking around? See, that's another thing I find weird because well, hotels definitely have that. Well, I, I, but I think the other mm-hmm. part of this is, is you know, the, the whole bar. Two great thing. Danes. You're talking about they're going to be <laughs> – th- this is a whole separate part of the hotel. A whole, but they have to walk through the hotel to get there. But again, if you're in a whole separate part of the hotel, you're never even going to see them. You know what I mean? You're not, but how do they get there? I mean, I don't know how they're setting well, it up. Well, okay, you know? no. The, the, whole, the, the various properties, they're not all, like, you don't even necessarily have to go through the main lobby to get to your room. Where do the dogs stay in a lot when of these hotels? In? Dog can stay in the car. Why well, does the dog need to come in, in the United with States. you check well, it? You know, you, you can <laughs> keep it in its kennel, or you can, I mean, they've, they've said you have to keep it in a kennel using any transportation. So, Correct. I mean, it re- that really kind of imposes a weight limit on it already, right? Because you're not going to put a Great Dane in a kennel and then carry that onto a Magical Express bus. No, no. And, but and what if, if you're your dog can't in? be kenneled to begin with. But what if you're driving in? Because some people don't kennel That's with true. dogs. But what if you drive in with two Great Danes? I've, in kennels. They don't have to be in kennels. They're in your car. Well, that's true. Yeah, no, they don't have to be kind of. It's only if you're going to be using public transportation or anything like that. Correct. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm sure they're going to flesh some of these things out. I would just uh, my whole. I'm point- going on record to saying that I'm hopeful, and and I think I'm I'm pretty sure that this is not going to work out. What I would have envisioned, which would have been better, is to build a hotel where this was acceptable. I think that would have been a smarter idea. I would have been on board with that. I guess, you know, I, I guess I understand that, too. But I, I feel like this is so the way they're doing it is so minimal impact. You know what else they've done, though, is that they've taken 
some resorts off the table for certain people. And, and I just, I, I think that's some sort of uh, discrimination. How have they taken these resorts? Because there's off people the table? that are so allergic to dogs or so scared of dogs. So let's take it as a physical or mental, it doesn't really matter which way we go, that they cannot no longer go to those resorts. Okay, but I saw multiple service dogs when I was at Disney World. So service dogs come with an expectation, would, though, right? But but hold on. But if you're if you're that scared of dogs, you don't care whether mm, it's a service dog I don't or agree not. With that, but go ahead. But how is it different? Because the service it's still dog, a dog, in theory, right? And I know people go past the system of what a true service dog is. And again, where I used to live was the place where service dogs started in the United States. Very well versed in how they train them. A trained service dog is not a dog that I would ever be worried about. And they've also but, actually they also okay. actually haven't put any sort of information out about what dog breeds can and cannot go, right? So that's also interesting because in hotels and even on homeowners insurance, there's some, you know, no German shepherd, no uh, pit bulls. Now, I don't agree with that, right? I'm just saying, but there's nothing around that either. It's interesting. Okay, hold on though. I'm I'm not talking about you know, whether the dog is trained, I'm talking, you were speaking specifically to people with allergies and people who have a fear Mm -hmm. of dogs. These things have nothing to do with how the dog is trained. Fear of dogs definitely does. If somebody hasn't, if, if, but no, it doesn't because some people react just based on sight. But not everybody, right? But, but again, so we're, we're going to pander to, to that specific case. And again, in the case of allergies, there's already dogs at Disney World. So these people are already aware of the fact that this environment, Disney World, they have dogs. But it, I think so, what you're doing is so how you're is adding this to it because again, so you're, you're taking what you would say as a, a low dander factor, let's just say, and you're kind of upping that but, because yeah. service dogs, there's definitely not as many service dogs there as I think we're going to see when this kind of kicks around. Well, I, you could theoretically say that you're, they're making it better for people with allergies because what if they're going to take all the people with service dogs instead of just putting them in whatever room is available and, and instead putting them in these pet-friendly areas? Then I, And then you can request I don't. That's know, not how I, I read it. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, that is possible. That would be the, the only saving grace. But again, those people don't have to necessarily go towards that pet-friendly room if they don't want to because, again, service dogs should be allowed everywhere, and I'm okay with that. Well, um, yeah, and I, I get. But but then again, you know, hold on. It, there's the flip side to that, which is, you know, why do because you know service dogs? These people have specific mm-hmm. needs, so you know they talk to Disney and they deal with their specific needs. Uh, you're saying on the flip side, it's not fair that people who have allergies or fear of dogs that they shouldn't have to you know go to Disney and say you know I have specific needs and then get a room according to those specific needs. Like. It, to me, it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? I don't see it like that. Again, service dogs, to me, would never scare me. A non-service scary dog would scare me. Um, and I know that there's people that probably feel that way as well. And again, I think what you're doing is you're upping the level of allergens by including this. Um, for me, I'll never go to those places again. So that's okay, right? Those are off the table. But I've already been to those places, so I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need to worry about that. But I think... In my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, is that you're taking them off the table for a fair amount of people, and I see that as some sort of Disney discrimination, in my opinion. I, That's how <laughs> I look at it. So I, I just, for me, it's because they're really sectioning, sectioning it off so much where they're making designated floors and designated buildings, 
I, you know, and and yes, sure. When ch- during check in, could I, I don't even know if according to the rules, if the animals are allowed to be in the check in area because they always have to be leashed, they always have to be attended to. Uh, when they're in the room, they have to be either in a kennel or they have to. Uh, I think they always have to be in a kennel actually, in the room. Uh, and they can only get housekeeping. If no, no, they don't have to be a ken- in the kennel in the room. They, yeah, you're right. They don't. But it, the only way they're allowed to get housekeeping is if they're actually sure. in there. So correct. That um, is correct. And then the barking thing. You know, if a dog is barking in a room and you're in a whole different section of the of the hotel, I mean, I just don't feel like you would hear that. I, I don't know. I just, I just I, feel like this is very limited. I would say you the know? kids. I just feel like this is very limited. And as far as impact goes, I would say the kids running around screaming <laughs> that I hear all the time when I'm there is probably more disruptive than any dog that I hear barking when I'm at oh, home. Oh, gosh, not so for me. But I do have dogs that live on both sides of my but, house. But, by but the I mean, way. if you're in a whole <laughs> different too. section of the hotel, you're not you're not going to hear it anyway. You know, it's you're so there's going to be concrete walls between these two sections of the hotel. No, but I mean, I think mean, about I, some of the hotels, right? So yeah, they're a little open, right? So. I would hear something even Polynesians are kind of a good example just because I remember it a little bit more than, than other ones. But I mean, between the two buildings, I mean, you can definitely hear things, a barking dog in one building to another building. I think I could hear that. I don't know. Maybe. I just feel like the rooms are a little more soundproof than that. But I, I, I understand your point on that. I'm just. Yeah. No, again, I again, I just I don't necessarily agree. And that's fine. That's why we all have different opinions. But for me, those are off the table now forever. Those for, resorts, even if they that, stop doing it there? Oh, if they stop doing it there, that would be fine. Okay. Again, so they're, they're off the table as of now well, cause, cause uh, while we, there's dogs there. And I, my fear is, is that it, they're going to do it in more places. I mean, I think, it's a, I think it's a money thing. I think more than anything, it's a money thing. And I think that they're starting to get frustrated with the fact that people abuse the service dog system. And there's no way for them to monetize that. So this is an easier way for them to monetize something like bringing dogs in. That's my opinion. Yeah, see, I, I personally... It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I, although, I, honestly, I, I, when I thought of this, I did not think of it as a money thing just because it, it, I could see it if they're the only ones that charge to have you're, dogs in the room, but... You're talking about adding, you know, $20 million a year. I mean, depending on how many rooms they they actually allow it in, we don't. I mean, we don't even know how many rooms this is sure. going to be in, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it it could be really limited. I, me personally, as much as I like the idea of it, and as much as I'd like to have my dog with me, I'm not paying that money to do this. Well, <laughs> like, the other you know thing I mean? is, is that it's too much money. Where, where where does the dog stay while you're at the park, and how long are you at the park? Does it change your timing of the park? Well, it does say that you. Well, it yeah. does say that you're not allowed <laughs> to leave your dog longer than seven hours. I don't know how they'd enforce that, but that's what the rule is. So to me, this sounds like, yeah, you know what? They, there's obviously a market for people that want to bring their dogs on vacation with them. But so where did you see like, that you know, seven Disney's hours? I'm looking at the official hoops. dog policies right now, the updated ones, and I don't see anything that says that. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I saw that somewhere. Oh, there it is. The, the one blue sheet I sent you says dogs should be supervised at all times while staying on reserve property and should not be left unattended in your guest room for more than seven hours. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, and, you know... I, You're right, how they enforce that I don't that know how is, they enforce that, but, you know... I think people aren't thinking through, because, again, right, I, I come back at lunch, so for me, that's not a big deal. Um, I, I don't... You, you know what it is? It's funny. I, I think a lot of this has to do with just... What I've seen over the course of the past couple years of people being less respectful to Disney. That's true. As a group. 
Um, I, I think that's something, again, and maybe it's just how I'm witnessing this. Uh, and social media is tough, right? Because I think we see a lot more and hear a lot more of the things that happen at the park that we probably wouldn't have in the past, you know, with the arguments about parades and people standing in front of another person and all that. But even witnessing it in the park, I think that, you know, the respect for Disney is, is, you know, been different than it has been in the past. And I think there's going to be people that abuse this. And this is one of those things for me is it really doesn't take a lot of bad people to make this go sour quickly. And just what I've seen is that people are more entitled at Disney rather than taking it as, um, I don't know. That's just how I feel, well, though. So I just think that this is going to be something that, again, people will abuse, like they abuse other things, but just more so than maybe 10 years in the past. Well, then, you know, that'll make it really easy, I guess, because it'll be like, you know, with the selfie sticks <laughs> is that they'll put their foot down and say, well, well I dogs, find it right? interesting that they definitely have put a, you know, at least a year time frame on it. Um, so it will be interesting what they do as they come back around. But again, my, my bigger fear is that it works you know, what they would consider well, which again, could be 90% of the world, which is again, fine, you know, because it is about me a little bit, right? Especially if I'm going to Disney, it's more about me and, and how I envision Disney and rolling it out to other places. I think that's probably my bigger fear at this point than what we're seeing currently. Well, and you know, the thing about this is too, like you said, it is a test. Disney is not afraid to abandon things that they test. So it's, which is good. I'm glad. Yeah, about they're not. That. They don't stick to these things sometimes if they don't work. And I, I do think that there's probably going to be things that they run into that are issues. I mean, I'm not saying that here, it's going to be perfect or anything. Here, here's my question though: Do you think that some in in the year that we see this, right? We can always kind of harken back to this episode. Will a kid get bitten? I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's definitely possible if people are following the rules. I, I mean, and the dogs are leashed at all times and they're going right outside and right back into their room. I mean, I, I feel like with the rules they're setting up, they're trying to limit interaction between. If three kids get bit, would you change your mind about how you feel? I mean, about I don't this? want anyone to get bit. But I, mean, I, also, I also so know I'm, that I'm you asking. could be walking in a park and get bit by a dog, too. I mean, so I, you of know, I mean, I could of walk down the street could. and get hit by a car, too. But it's, it's not Disney, though, no, right? It's I, not I Disney. I consider them to be held to different <laughs> expectations. So, again, that's really my question yeah. to you. So if three people get bit at Disney, three kids get bit at Disney, would you change your opinion? On I this? mean, yeah, probably. I wouldn't want the, anyone to get bit. But I also don't think it's Disney's fault if people are getting bit, either. Um, but they're the ones that are allowing dogs I, there. I don't even... You know, I don't even think it's necessarily about people getting bit. I think it's more, you know, like you said, it, it'll be the ones that that they they decide, you know, that they're the somehow above the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I think it'll be you more know, that. You know, you show up at a room and it smells you, like. You know what I found like, interesting is I was yeah. kind of thinking about this a little bit. And again, this is this is definitely not the case. This is just the way my crazy head works. I go, wow, wouldn't this be a great way to get money? to update the rooms in these resorts <laughs> without having to actually put it out. Like, wow, let's bring in these yeah. dogs. Let them pee around a little bit. We'll get new carpeting out of these people. We'll be able to redo the rooms, and, and we won't have to put it on our dime. Like, again, my head went there. Or, or you know, maybe this is, like, because they do refresh the, the resorts over time. Maybe, you know, they're a looking refresh? at, you know, hey, these ones... The, these are the yeah these are the rooms that you know they're they're due to be trashed at some point so we'll let people have see dogs in there for the next year and then if 
whatever. If it doesn't work out, we're just going to rip it all out anyway. That's the only two, that the only two resorts I well, see this I, being I, a real big issue at are Art of Animation and Yacht Club, just because of the way they're set up. <laughs> I would because, agree with you. And for totally opposite because reasons. Because Port Orleans is... Uh, they're, they're, they're separate buildings. It's like Saratoga Springs, where there's like clusters of buildings. Yeah. So you could easily mm-hmm. do yep. this and have... And you could never see a dog the entire time you're there. You know what I mean? Like That's a lie. That's a no, lie. No, no. I'm, I'm serious. You could, because they're supposed to stay in designated areas. They're not allowed <laughs> in common areas. So, you know, I'm, where, where do you where do you see this not allowed in common areas? Does, thing? There's a whole rule where they're only allowed in designated areas and, you know, they're only they have but, to be but it specifically. Yeah, it calls them out as hey. being able to be in common areas. No, I it says they, they, you can't bring them into the food court. You can't bring them into. Well, that's not. A, yeah. Yes. You can't bring you can't them, bring the them in the pools. Court. You um, can't bring them anywhere in those areas. So while in a, so it says please leash or restrain your dog at all times while in a pub on, in public spaces on resort property so what would that be considered I'm not sure <laughs> yeah i think there's a lot of that Any to be worked time out time you're walking between your room and your yeah car. so again that's what i'm saying like there's no way that i think i'll avoid seeing them because people will walk them back i'm just forth. saying you could probably you could put all the pet friendly rooms all the way in like the corner of that property and if you're in the other so corner, then, you may never see a dog the whole so time. Here, here's another interesting thing then. So let's just say I'm, I, was, I was pro-pets, right? I'm now all, I'm all about the pets. Let me bring my dogs with me because that would be fun for some reason. But let's just say I'm about that. I really can only go to two, three places. Again, I don't consider the cabins to be – I don't know. They're, they're, they're the, just, the again, not that I dislike yeah, the them. Yeah, not that I dislike them, but the cabins at you know Fort Wilderness Resort are, are a different ball game, yeah. right? So let me just consider those three. So now I'm just stuck at three resorts, right? If I play the other end of the spectrum, now if I want to go to Disney with my dog, well, I'm all I can only go to these three places. How many times do I want to go to Disney if I can only go to three places? Yeah, I I know what you're saying. I'm, <laughs> I can't imagine my dog being there. I, I'm going to be responsible, and I will never bring my see, dog. I'll tell it, you that. See, here's the thing. So I. I think people look at this as like the dog owner being selfish and wanting their dog with them. But from my point of view, I, the one thing I worry about the most when I'm on vacation is my dog, right? So my dog has terrible separation anxiety. He gets very upset and stressed out when we leave him. Sure. And, and that's part of we, if I were to do but, this, which I said I'm not going to already because it's too expensive. But if I were to do this, it would be for my dog because my dog gets very upset. But. Sure. So, and I get that part of it because my dog does not like going to the. Um, we actually, our vet has its own kennel place. Thank goodness, because again, I feel more comfortable that way. But the interesting part is, is that so when you bring the dog, and not all dogs, but some dogs, again, this is something that I envisioning happening poorly for people making bad decisions, right? Which is uncomfortable, but that's unfortunately how some of this works. You know, bring a dog to a new location. Not just because it's with you, but to a new location with new sounds and smells and this. That may wreak some havoc on some dogs, too. That maybe people wouldn't even have known otherwise. Right? So you're you're rolling the dice a little bit in that regard. A kid you can talk to, thank goodness, right? Like a dog you can't really reason with too well. So they have this new Mm -hmm. sort of area and smells and this. You know what the other thing that really got me more than anything was? And I kind of was talking to my parents about this. You know, I bring my dog my dog gets loose okay can't afford really to stay in florida or disney to try to find her which kind of sucks right 
I think there may be some of that too. I think we're going to see some posts, unfortunately, about that. Now, Disney, I think, is going to do a good job of you know corralling that dog quickly because I think that it they're going to have so many right for multitude of reasons. It'll be hard not for and and for a multitude of reasons too. Um, But I I worry about that a little bit as well because there are some of the you know parts of Disney that are you know again a little closer to the, the the real world. Um, I, I thought about that and was like, man, if my dog got out. Plus, you know, we, we've seen this. I don't need my dog getting out. How do you stop a dog from going into Lagoon? Right? There, there's just, that's, again, that's there's so many things I could keep you thinking You've got to have him at all times. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Um, you have a smaller dog, I'm assuming. And I'm just making yeah, this assumption by the way problem. you talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll up you one to a, you know, 70-pound herding <laughs> dog. Okay. Now, there's been many times where I won't even let my kids take the dog for a walk because the dog is just too strong and has, has this big herding instinct. And she listens to me great, right? So I have no problem with that. She got off leash with me a few times. Call her back. Boom. She's back. The kids, not so much, right? Because the dog is just too strong if the dog wants to get away. I mean, we've <laughs> we had an interesting thing where we walk the dog um, around our neighborhood. The dog is very attached to me. It's the, the sort of dog that they are, right? They're, they're kind of like that herding dogs. And the dog wouldn't come home because it didn't want to go that far away from the house so the dog just sat in the middle of the road <laughs> like it was funny but you know i had to then get out of the house go get the dog myself because that's just how it worked you just don't know how your dog's going to act sometimes especially in a new environment unfortunately well and i think that's it's going to be up to every dog owner to determine whether that's the right thing for their dog There's or not a lot of stupid you dog know because i know my dog <laughs> you know yeah i'm just saying i know my dog will get comfortable in a space you know within a half hour like Quickly, yeah he, right he'll sniff around yeah. and then he'll make it like his home he'll he'll be sleeping on the bed he'll be fine you know it's 10 pounds okay where's he going true. that's true and if he gets out of line you just pick him up and he can't do anything so yeah um, we're gonna take you and again i think we could probably have this discussion for a very long time i I, again i don't see it i don't like it i i I respect your opinion um but it's not for me that's understandable and uh, again you know i I think for me i just don't i I don't agree with some of the things the thing is is i mean you know i'm i'm the same way in that you know i don't care to bring my dog on vacation and if other people want to do that that's fine and i I feel that, you know, maybe like, like Disney seems to have enough rules around this or they're trying to put enough rules around it to cover all the bases, but you know, they have to play to the lowest common denominator, <laughs> which says, yeah, so, somebody's going to screw this up. And as soon as it's screwed that's up, that's why I'm so surprised it, though. Yeah. This is why <laughs> we can't. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's just why I'm just so surprised <laughs> because I'm sure there's a me somewhere in Disney, right? Like I'm sure throughout their ranks, there's a me that was like, "Hey, you know what happens when a kid gets bit in the face?" And an army of lawyers, just, basically, I, I, is what you're saying. It's like, yeah, lawyer, like yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess yeah, you're, so. you're the lawyer right? just, of I'm Disney. Su- that's what you're. I'm surprised it just got that far, and unless there's just something we just don't know, like some underground dog tunnels or like i don't know but i I feel like there's just a part of this puzzle that is just eluding me because i I just i I can't see it unless it's truly about the money and if it's about the money there's nothing i can say right i I also noticed too that they were very specific saying that the dogs are going to have easy access to outside areas so in my mind that says first floor rooms right so they Mm -hmm. put it's where you can walk but then how do i get past the first floor if i'm on the fourth floor well it's i mean it it depends on the resort i guess right maybe it's maybe it's the uh, yeah or if you're if you're not in the same building like port orleans is individual buildings so you wouldn't even have to go over to that building you know what i mean you'd be in a whole separate building so but i yacht club the point point taken you know (laughs) 
my understanding too is that you know these accessible spaces are like they're it's not that you know you can just walk your dog immediately outside your door let it pee in the bush and then bring it back in they actually have a designated space for yes. these dogs they're like they they make it very clear that you know you can't just take your dog anywhere you have to walk it to they actually have a patch of grass that you know you take your dog to you let it do its business and then you take it back to your room i i think the thing is is that a lot of these you know regulations and stuff when people actually start looking into it and they go that's way too much work to bring my dog with me that's yeah that's probably going to turn off a lot of people too i think from thinking that their dog has to come yeah, on and I mean, I, I think the price point, too, is going to turn people off, too. I, I know people will spend upteenth amount of money on their dogs. I, actually, I thought it was kind Did of cheap, really? to be honest with See, you. See, there's no way. Yeah. I, if I'm staying there for seven nights, there's no way I'm spending an extra $350 or, you know, however, or however much it ends up being on that. Yeah, I mean, because what, Art, Art of Animation, you know, how like much is it to stay there at night? Bucks. <laughs> but here's the thing. 150 maybe? 150 Yeah, that, so, so Tom, you're... if you had to board your dog, how much is it? Uh, about $40 a night. So. So if you were staying at Art of Animation, is, is it I, is $10 a night really no, a problem? No, I mean, you're, you're not you see, wrong. You see no, what no, I'm no, saying? Not like, that, that's you're the thing. You're not wrong. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny, I thought about this too, because how much was it to board your dog when you were... In New Jersey, <laughs> I think it's less I than didn't this. Have him when I lived in New Jersey, so okay, <laughs> so you're probably right though. I can tell you, it's less yeah, than this. <laughs> sure, I, I could see that. I just, you know, it, there is also the hassle factor too, to it, you know, having to get back, you know, midday to take the dog out and things like that too. Uh, so, and listen, I, by the way, my opinion on this, I don't know how this is going to work out. My opinion is more of a let's wait and see how it's going to go. I do believe that Disney thinks things through very carefully before they do anything. Uh, you know, they're a large corporation. Anytime you want to do anything like this, you, it goes through a hundred people before, you know, hundreds of people before there's a yes on it. Obviously, there was no thinking when they removed, you know, Universe Energy. <laughs> I think we should end this discussion on that note and wrap the show up here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think that's a good place to go. Thank you. <laughs> Trevor, you want to take us home? All right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So, um, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, you can reach us by email at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have our website up with uh, links to our podcast and everything at uh, www.welcomehomepodcast.com. And we are also on social media. Um, you can reach us on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast, on Twitter at Welcome Home Pod, and on Instagram at Welcome Home Picks. And um, we always are looking for questions we love talking to you guys um it's it's great to see all the responses that we get for for our episodes and everything that we're doing and we're so glad that uh that you guys are interacting with us and please do keep interacting with us and also um we are available on iTunes and Google Play. If you do happen to find us via iTunes, please leave us a review so that uh, we can be, get more visibility out there and more people listening to the podcast. And Trevor, do you want to talk about your, your charity one more time, where they're going to find that? Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, anybody who wants to donate to uh, Extra Life, uh, Extra or the address is extra-life.org. Um, I will also put a link to my personal page after the podcast. And if anybody wants to donate, you can go there. And then, Damon, and you so. wanted to mention something too. I did. Um, so again, as the holiday season is rolling around, I actually work on some websites that have some gift guides. So 
At BSC Kids, you can find a gift guide uh, for eight-year-old girls, eight-year-old kids pretty much, and um, at Toy Royalty, which is one of our new sites that handles toys, we have actually a very good gift guide, which has all the toys that our kids actually played with after the holidays, so not just the hot toys of the year, but what the next year after they got them, what they actually played with. So it's a good guide to look at for um, you know gifts and things like that. And I also do want to say, if you have any experience with this dog stuff in the next two weeks before we talk, we would love an email. Yeah, that's true. If anybody actually does use this dog policy or if you're not using it and you see some things going on, we'd love to hear about it too so we can talk about it. If you, if you see poop, you want to know. <laughs> You know, that's what that $50 <laughs> per night goes to, is somebody to pick up all the poop and the dog really furious. <laughs> I would take $50 to pick I would up dog too. poop. <laughs> Disney, if you want to hire me. <laughs> Damon is the, is the, uh, is the uh, uh, figment uh, uh, pop uh, uh, figure on your guide. Did, 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 did not make what? the guide. Um, I'm, I'm happy with mine in its box. <laughs> I'm happy with um, mine. yours, which out is ruined. Of my box, looking at me right now. Hey, which, Figment, a, aka ruined. Um, <laughs> ruined. It's, 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 he's adorable, though. Um, so anyway, uh, those are both great things. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, you can find us on po- on uh, our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts. We are available. So any podcast app out there. And just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the walt disney company and as such any opinions we express on this show uh, especially about dogs because if i was employed by the disney company you wouldn't have dogs there i'm sorry to say (laughs) damon is the lawyer that disney doesn't have that says no to everything (laughs) it's just no shutting down uh any rides no dogs nothing (laughs) um anyway so please consult your dvc representative or uh disney cast member for more information uh about anything we talked about today you can find me on princecharmingvacations.com for all your Disney vacation planning needs. Damon, you can find him on... Yeah, BSC Kids and ToyRoyalty.com. Toy Royalty. i got to check that out. Thank you. For... It's got a good logo, if nothing oh, that's else. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we... Uh, I can't believe we've done 15 episodes so far and how many listeners we have, and we appreciate every single one of you that listen and write us. Tom said at 20 he's giving away his figment because it's already No, what? You can't even tell that I took it out of the box. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion, hopefully not more dog discussion, and DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. (laughs) 